0: And Twice, our Bond retrospective podcast where we're taking a look at all the Bond films, both official and unofficial. Thank God we are back at official because today we are talking about the next James Bond film. I can't remember what number we're at right now because number of episodes and the number of Bond films, it's all confusing to me, but we are at the Bond movie that is the inspiration for the name of our podcast. So, today we are talking about you only live twice. It's a very special episode. It's a very special episode, yes indeed. And as always, I'm Jake. I'm Troy. This is a podcast. It's a it's a thing that you do. You you put your voice online and then you uh sell advertisements and make money through that.
1: Yeah, Jan, you know how sometimes when we talk people will listen?
2: No. This is
1: kind of like that.
0: <laughs> That's
2: unfortunate. I've said some regrettable things that I Oh yeah, like no. We we
1: can't get world. a job after this.
2: Uh I'm I'm Jan. My name is James Bond 007. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> stop. We
2: <We've> moved <laughs> no, on! No, 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 no. We're, here we're to not restore, talking about that we're here today. To
4: restore
1: sanity, Jan.
2: <laughs> I still have more to say. <laughs> oh
1: god. According to this poster, Sean Connery is James Bond for one more movie. <laughs> is underlined. There's only
0: one James Bond. There's no eight James Bonds. No There's seven James Bonds. It never happened. Invented by a writer. Indeed. We won't have to talk about Woody Allen at all this episode. <laughs> but we will have to talk about Sean Connery in Yellowface. You must become Japanese.
1: And Roll Dahl being Roll Dahl. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be We're off
0: to a great start talking about this. Anyway, yes, uh, we are talking about You Only Live Twice and You'll Only Listen Twice. Finally, we've reached the episode where we get to talk about the movie that gave us the inspiration for the name of this fucking podcast.
1: Because I got outvoted on listening to the Beatles with earmuffs on, but I fought for it. You you did.
0: I, I originally
2: voted for BLM. Bond loves mamas, but alas, no cigar.
1: Has James Bond ever had an affair with a, a mother in a movie? I don't. uh what, Madeline Swan? Actually, no,
0: I haven't seen that movie. We haven't seen that movie. Ever? Cut that out. Cut you that talking out.
4: About? That's just implied, Jake. We don't know that they've gotten together.
0: Right. Right.
2: Yeah, and what? She, she doesn't have a daughter, Inspector.
1: Does Monica Bellucci have a daughter, Inspector? Uh, she might.
2: She might. Let's say yes. We don't know. Let's say yes. Let's say Leslie Jones also had a a daughter.
1: Wait, Leslie Jones? The SNL cast member?
4: I know Lorne Michaels kind of looks like M, Jan, but like, you can't keep getting these things confused.
2: (laughs) I am not confused at all. I know what I said.
0: Anyway, we're talking about you only live twice today. So we should go into the backstory, maybe? We've been yeah. doing this for a couple a couple times now. This isn't our first rodeo talking about this, but yeah, the backstory of how you only live twice came to be. I think this was also supposed to be on Her Majesty's Secret Service mm-hmm. at one point. This is when they didn't do it because the locations fell through because there was no snow in the Alps or whatever. But uh, <sighs> then they decided to do... You Only Live Twice, which is weirdly one of the second to last Bond novel, like complete novel, not short story compilation. This was like one of the second to last Bond novel to be published. And it was also the took it took place in the aftermath of Honor or Majesty's Secret Service. So it's weird that they're like, fuck it. We're going to go balls
1: deep into You Only Live Twice. Like they picked Ian Fleming's most depressed book. Which Roll Dahl said was unfilmable because it's just a travel log. And again, this is the movie that introduces us to Ernst Stavros Blofeld in the Flesh, and they pick it, they pick his the book where he dies. And it's like that's what they adapted. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well,
2: well, how do they pick the order to adapt these books? Because it makes no sense to
1: convenience. Me. Purely convenience. Yeah. Like we need a baller, uh Jamaican movie. We need a baller Russia baller. movie. Well, Dr. No was like, we can't do Thunderball. Dr.
0: No is also going to be cheaper. Let's do that. For Much With Love, Kennedy liked. Mm-hmm. So let's do that. Goldfinger, because fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Thunderball. Kevin McClory, our lord and savior, uh, allowed us to film Thunderball finally. So And then Roald Dahl comes in, and,
4: yeah. and he says... I'm just going to write Dr. No again, even <laughs> though this is like the grand finale, maybe, right?
1: Yes, I think that's why they picked yeah. it. I think Film Crit Hulk pointed it out too, is there was also a feeling that after five movies, Sean Connery was getting kind of fed up. Oh, he was, pu- it was beyond like,
0: it seemingly like he was fed up. He was going to the press and telling them, I'm done after this movie. Yeah. I am he not coming back. He looks checked
2: out. He yeah. he he does look less enthusiastic to be there then. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he
0: is so bored in this movie. But he was basically going around to like every pretty much everyone who would <laughs> interview him and go like, "Will you do more James Bond movies?" And his answer was, "No, <laughs> I will not." <laughs> and that is kind of where the 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 problems with this movie or the big problem with the entire series in general started because Sean Connery wanted a bigger piece of the pie, Cubby Broccoli and Harry Saltman were reluctant on taking on another partner in the Bond enterprise and their Sean Connery would go like come on can, can't you guys like give me like more money because I'm the face of this franchise like people have been stalking me and it's uncomfortable I should at least have some sort of ownership in the series. And they said, no, we are the guys who brought James Bond to the silver screen. You didn't do it. You're just a Scottish milkman. We don't give a shit what you think. And Sean Connery, honestly, very deservedly so, said, fuck you guys. I'm done after this.
1: Yeah, so Connery, he wouldn't act if Broccoli or Saltzman were on the set. And I was reading he was also insanely upset with uh, Bernard Lee and Lois Maxwell M and Moneypenny because they agreed to be in this movie. I I don't know. I've never heard of it called Operation Kid Brother with someone called Neil Connery. No, this is true. Connery was not talking to them because he was upset. We're never
0: going to cover that on this podcast, He was upset
1: about this movie that exists.
0: I know it exists, but we're not talking about it because it is not. An official Bond movie. It but has, it is, Jake. But
2: it is. It sounds like one of the fake movies in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: It does. <laughs> Operation Dynamite. <laughs> okay, so... Well, location scouting in Japan, they were trying to find a castle. I brought this up on an earlier podcast, but they were trying to find a castle. They couldn't find one that they liked, but there were a lot of volcanoes. And they're like, what if we put
1: the villain's lair? in a volcano. Fantastic, let's do that.
2: Inspired choice, I must say.
1: And also, they had to go to Japan to track down another rogue member of the production posse because Peter Hunt really wanted to direct. And they were like, no, no, no. Lewis Gilbert, a British director
0: who- Well, Lewis Gilbert was on fire at this point because he had yeah. just directed Alfie.
1: He had directed Alfie and he also directed the 1958 version of The Admiral Crichton, which is a wonderful film, and it's the only time I've ever yelled at Ryan Johnson on Twitter.
2: Is isn't Alfie uh, with Russell Brand?
1: No, you're thinking of Arthur the remake. You're thinking of the Arthur. Oh remake. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the movie with Dudley Moore,
0: and it was remade with Russell Brand. Yeah, no.
4: Alfie starred the guy that should have been in that movie we covered last week.
0: Michael Caine. Does are Alfie
2: and Arthur related at all? No. No.
0: One is about, one's uh, an, an alcohol, one's, yeah, one's an hardvark and an alcoholic, and the other is a sex-addicted, addi- uh, bachelor that gets with Shirley, uh, Shelley Winters. That's true. And I think there's an abortion? There is an abortion. Oh, and you know who's the abortionist in the first Alfie is, uh, the guy who played Marcus in Raiders and Last Crusade.
1: Oh my god, Marcus Brody is in, uh, Den
0: yeah. Denholm Elliott, yes. Okay,
1: that's interesting.
0: He's the abortionist, and it's like it's it's really weird because you're just like, oh, the, you're waiting for the abortionist to come, and the abortionist comes, and it's fucking Marcus, and you're just like, I
1: don't know how to feel about this. They did remake Alfie with Jude Law. I yes,
0: think. yeah, they did.
1: So anyway, Lewis Gilbert was the director, but Peter Hunt was like, screw you, I want to direct. And sources vary, but he went to Japan and Broccoli and Saltzman come and they're like, Peter, please come back. You can do second unit. And also allegedly, not to get ahead of ourselves, but later on in post-production, when the original cut was considered a nightmare, they were like, Peter, fix the movie. And he's like, all right, but I want my own credit and I want to direct the next one, which is why he has the weird second unit and head editing credit in this movie.
4: I noticed that.
1: Also, one more weird thing about the trip to Japan, Uh, the whole team was supposed to go on this plane, but then they were, someone was like, hey, skip your flight and come see a ninja demonstration. And they were like, dope. So they didn't go on the plane and the plane crashed and everyone died. And like, if they hadn't gone to that ninja demonstration, the whole like broccoli and Saltzman and that whole team would have died.
4: So perhaps in the inverse of "From Russia with Love," this was a remarkably uncursed. Can we say that?
3: Well, well, well,
1: well actually, well, well.
0: we don't want to go that far because uh, one of the cameramen during the Little Nelly scene with uh, Bond's gyrocopter had his foot chopped off by a helicopter blade.
1: Which is weird because they shot that in front of rear projection. I know, but they were getting well. They're getting the aerial shots and. I guess
0: I forget like how they they were filming it, but uh, somehow uh, the cameraman's foot got chopped off in the process and they were able to reattach it, but they reattached it improperly and he was in tremendous pain. And he's just like, just please chop off my foot. And they're like, are you sure? He's like, yes, please just fucking do it. And so they chopped off his foot and he had a prosthetic foot and then he would go on to do more aerial photography for Under Majesty's Secret Service.
2: That's like a Simpsons gag. Like, they try to reattach the foot, but it's like... like <laughs> it's, turned backwards. Around, it's backwards. It's backwards. Like, oh, I don't shit. want
1: it. I don't want it. Just get rid of it. it,
2: it yeah, I mean, I guess it, we can call it one of the lesser... Uh, I mean, that's more of a funny anecdote. I, I guess we can call this one of the lesser... It's <laughs>
0: A man, That's something we'll laugh
2: about in retrospect.
0: In retrospect, it's funny. Yes, but at the time, uh, that, I feel that so bad for this probably. guy. Oh, he's dead! No, he is dead. He is dead.
1: Yeah, so we can laugh about it. Jan's been work working that. on set True. all day, so I'm a little concerned that he's like, "Oh, so it's one of the smoother days on set."
4: <laughs> <laughs> Jan, we can't see what your feet look like right now, but
2: um... <laughs> it's just the well. You don't, you don't want to see what's under this desk. Oh okay.
1: no! He keeps threatening.
2: Look, Paul. Sets are complicated. They're a disaster. Shit happens. Sometimes you chop off uh, a guy's foot off. Sometimes catering is bad. Sometimes you reattach the foot off. That's uh, backwards.
4: Sometimes the foot ends up in the catering. You have to get in it in the back. pretzel sometimes, sometimes. in the pretzel bowl. Yeah.
0: No one. Can Somebody comically pretzel. eats one of the toes and says things like that this hot dog this little weenie is delicious well that's just wendy's chili oh right
4: <laughs> oh boy but anyway i was going to say going through the credits i i went in cold by the way i'm producer paul i don't think i i don't think i introduced myself but i went in cold paul
0: you're 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 failing on the podcast etiquette you're supposed to introduce yourself before you st- start speaking, and... Did,
2: didn't we fire him last week? Why is Why is he still here?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of confused. I thought the running... I thought he's not even on the poster. He keeps I'm finding us for
0: some reason. I, I
4: keep living twice, thrice.
1: <laughs>
4: many, many, many lives. I thought
1: they assassinated you in Hong Kong, Paul. I heard you died on the job of podcast production.
4: I got better. <laughs> but... Going in cold, I I literally didn't even look up the credits, and I was like, oh, who's Lewis? Oh, right, Alfie, which I actually haven't seen. But uh, Alfie's it's Alfie's pretty it's good. It's kind of a high pedigree. I I don't know if you know how sure they were that this would be some kind of culmination, but between Mr. Alfie Roald Dahl, and um, the DP of Lawrence of Arabia. Freddie Ooh. Young, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like okay, you know, there's a statement here. Or at least there's change from the 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 established crew that had been in the in the mix. Yeah, because
0: right? Ted Moore was the DP on all the Bond movies at the But this he point. was on
1: A Man for All Seasons when they yes. were shooting this.
2: Well, this movie has like gorgeous vistas until it's interrupted by like a hideous uh blue screen effect.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like they may have stuck with the same uh, uh, compositing team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the driving scenes where uh, Bond and Aki are driving through Tokyo, and you could just see like that blue screen that's not even keyed out at all. Oh, dude!
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: they, no, the the scene in the end with when they're uh, in the boat and they have the sun at the perfect moment. And then you get the shitty
0: blue screen of Bond's wife. Her name is Kissy Suzuki. She's not actually Bond's
1: wife. She is actually Bond's wife in the book. They're legally married, but not in the movie. In the movie, they do the whole ceremony. We're supposed to be married. Think again, please. You gave false name to Chris.
2: Well, there, there, there's room, there's room for the bait there, but, but my point is, <laughs> cutting from that shot to the cutout of Kissy <laughs> is literally like. Going from Lawrence of Arabia to a dog walker video.
1: Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> it was pretty flagrant. That kind of sums up. You only live twice. It really is like this is beautiful. Oh, okay. yeah. What? Are, what are you? It's all a right. Little, it's a We're a little out of feast ideas. Feast and
4: famine. Also, I, it, the one that stuck out to me the most was uh, was his little little gyro thing. Yeah, uh, and it's there's awesome. a because sh- it has for I don't know. <laughs> Your departments need to talk to each other folks Because they built this Little helicopter that has a windshield That is purely decorative But it is completely Clear so that it Perfectly fucks up blue screen Right yeah because sometimes It's it's either completely invisible or it's Blue right (laughs) because It's reflecting the blue screen Right Um, yeah that's a little Noticeable
2: Or, or is it on purpose is this supposed it to might be...
4: be did, it might be a subversive Did James
2: Asherbeast. Bond actually die at the beginning? And is this all just his dying dream of wanting to be Japanese? All right,
1: should we do a, a quick plot summary of... Well, we of should spies? also...
0: Well, before we talk about the plot, we should talk about the, the man responsible for the plot. Yeah, roll Dahl. We kind of brought him up in the beginning, but... Do people
1: know who he is?
2: Uh, he's a... It was a very famous anti-Semite that also uh, gave us a, the Tim Burton chocolate movie. Yeah, I think
1: yeah. He, I think he's Yes, he was, Jen. I think he's
4: working with Wes Anderson now.
1: And he's also doing the prequel for Wonka. We're going to get a lot of Roald Dahl in the next couple of months, he, He's responsible for some of the most beloved children's books of all time. And he didn't... Now, I forget, did he work... <laughs> In British intelligence in the 40s with uh Ian Fleming and Christopher Lee. I don't know if he
0: actually worked in intelligence, but he but he knew Ian Fleming. Apparently, yeah. uh, Ian Fleming gave him the idea for his short story, A Lamb for the Slaughter, which was adapted into an episode of the Alfred Hitchcock show. Alfred Hitchcock presents. Roald Dahl is a British fighter
1: piter? That's interesting. He's an uh, he's a British fighter piter. <laughs> spider piter spider piter spider piter spider piter yes okay and then he he spied on the united states oh uh-oh well that explains one thing about this
4: movie which was it's itch- an interesting i don't know if it quite is continuous with the rest of the series that this is a this is a scenario where um, the hot-headed US and Russia are ready to launch the nukes and the cool-headed Britain is yes. ready to mediate they they're ready to take the higher path
1: well that just came from casino royale join the casino royale fun movement although it's team. it's funny because like watching this
0: movie i was i was so into the casino royale mindset because you have the hot-headed british the hot-headed russians the hot-headed chinese and the confused British that are just like, oh, and am polite. They're like, oh, should we bet on this? Uh, yes, indeed, I guess so. Sure, but here they're like, oh no no no, we have our man researching this thoroughly. We, we 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 don't we know it's not the Russians. D- don't worry, we're we are the smarter ones in this one. I
1: was just like, oh yeah, wait, this is not Casino Royale. This whole movie is about reasserting British power really the whole franchise i always feel the james bond franchise is britain trying to go we're still important
4: we're, we're the we british are empire equal partner here in this mountain <laughs> fortress where we are discussing world war three it's us the u.s and the soviets and that's it
1: and that's it and china who we will never
0: reference by name oh China's behind the whole plot by specter Anyway,
1: wait. Did we finish our discussion of Roald Dahl? He wrote *Charlie and the Chocolate Factory*. Yeah, Matilda, no, no, no. Well, We know that. Many yes. anti-Semitic comments. He yes. did not write *Chitty yes. Chitty Bang Bang*. That was Ian Fleming trying to be Roald Dahl. Did he write the script to *Chitty Chitty I Bang Bang*? I think he
4: did, didn't he? Yeah, and that's like yeah. the same
1: time as he wrote the script to *Only Lived Twice*, right? One and the same.
4: Yeah, this was his entree to Hollywood.
1: And Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was directed by Ken Hughes, who was one of the directors on Casino Royale. Join the
0: Casino Royale fun movement. That is true. Yeah. Oh,
1: full circle. It's all coming together, folks. And
0: apparently, well, this is Roald first movie. Well, he tried writing. A, he wrote a movie that was like five weeks into filming and then got shut down. What was it? Like the, the, the hell's bells go tick, 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 something like that. That's what it's called. And so this was his first movie that was actually released. And apparently he had very good things to say about the production because the only stipulations he had was include three Bond girls.
1: One who is pro Bond that dies. One who is anti Bond and switches. And the third one he ends up with.
0: Well, the second one is one who is anti Bond and also dies. (laughs) Oh yes. That tends to help. Spoilers. (laughs) And apparently, uh, Lewis Gilbert was very, very uh, communicative with Roald Dahl and spoke to him throughout the production, very collaborative. And Roald Dahl was like, this is the way writing is supposed to be. Because he
1: never changed a word of what he wrote.
0: He never changed a word of what he wrote. He would always talk to Roald Dahl if he was going to change anything. And things between him, between the two, went along
1: smoothly.
2: None of them were Jewish. So. Yeah,
1: well, wait, Harry Saltzman was Jewish. He was. What about Albert Broccoli? No? He was Italian, I, I don't right? think a guy named
2: Broccoli was Jewish.
1: He. Yep, he's Calabrese. You know, the yeah. Broccoli family invented Broccoli. Like, he's descended from the people who invented Broccoli. We already mentioned that, Troy. Keep up. Yeah, but, like, our <laughs> listeners... Do we want to go in chronological order,
2: like Asino Royale, which <laughs> nearly drove us insane? I, mean, or... I I
4: think I think this the broad swaths here are yeah. A I think just clearer.
1: a little clearer. I mean, it helps that nothing happens in the first hour.
4: Sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, everything happens in the first hour. That's when then the movie stops.
1: That, yeah, exactly. That's the
2: thing with this movie. Well,
0: except except for the phallic yeah. imagery like but uh we got a a giant specter space shuttle that looks like a penis and then turns into a vagina and then eats a giant another penis another penis bond dies and how he does he shot. get to Tokyo yeah he gets shot and how does he get into Tokyo he literally gets shot out of a submarine like he's come. <laughs> Like Homer Simpson. He's buried at sea. Well, he's buried at sea, but they put him in a torpedo bay yeah. and they shoot him out like he's come. For him to be rebirthed. Jake, what's going into on? he's a Japanese man. <laughs> okay.
2: I uh, did, did we see the same movie? Jake, I was
0: I was reading my big Black Bond book and oh, it was God. talking about all of the... uh about the
4: phallic imagery. The
0: phallic imagery of You Only Live Twice and I'm just like, watching it this time, I'm like, oh yeah, is that a Roald Dahl thing? Was he just obsessed with dicks and anti-semitism?
1: Probably. Well, I think James Bond is just obsessed with dicks and... I I don't think anti-semitism. I guess so I will say this for the Bond movies. I don't think the Bond movies are anti-semitic. They're racist in many
2: other ways. Has, has Bond ever slept with a Jewish woman? These are the questions that keep me up at night.
1: Well... Topol is in a Bond movie. He is uh, okay. So let's start at the beginning. There's uh... so a spaceship eats another
4: spaceship, and I will say there are some pretty rough effects in this movie. But as far as 1960s space stuff, it it looks okay. You know, it looks
2: pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And it looks. Yeah, I I like the pre-title sequence. This is the
4: year before 2001. Yeah. So,
2: oh my God! Well, when yes. you put that into perspective,
4: <laughs> but it is before two thousand and one, so they had more leeway. Audiences are more forgiving.
0: At least you don't see like blue keying out effects. That's that's fine. You don't see strings, right?
2: No, it lo- it, it looks pretty good. Um, it's also, I think, a signal that uh, these movies, first of all, the budget is getting insane, and the more insane the budget gets, also the more insane the movies themselves get because now we're not just now we're in outer space baby now we're dealing with cosmic uh matters
1: this is the
4: cosmic what the hell is it called in marvel
0: cosmic rage (laughs) well everybody was all about space at
4: this time this is the first time that space was in and bond needed to capitalize on it but they made the fatal mistake that bond himself has not does not go to space in this film
2: That will be corrected later on. Yeah, Yeah. it'll be correct. That's a mistake that's going to be corrected
4: one of these days.
0: So anyway, it starts out in space, and uh, an American spaceship with astronauts, they're, they're hanging out in space. All the Americans sound really annoying. That's another thing I should talk about in these movies. All the Americans in the original Bond movies have the most obnoxious... Midwestern accents.
2: Hawaii oh, to Jupiter 16 to gain complete and absolute control of space itself for military purposes. Well, that's how you all sound like to us. To hey, be fair, we're proud of
4: our nasal twang. It's like the Americans in Godzilla movies. They, well, they,
0: they yeah, they make me hate Americans. I'm just like, oh my god. It's working. People. It's working.
2: <laughs> I love the set of the American officials where there's like. A giant picture of uh, Woodrow Wilson. No, there's a reason
1: for that. So the guy who plays the president in this movie, Alexander Knox, who's always sitting in front of the picture of Woodrow Wilson, he was nominated for an Academy Award in 1944 for playing Woodrow Wilson in the 1944 film Wilson, which is one of the most boring pieces of shit I have ever had to sit through. It is a garbage movie. Woodrow Wilson, uh, tried to
0: start the League of Nations, also was... Very racist. <laughs>
1: this is the Just second like episode out. in a row I've had to reference a movie about Woodrow Wilson. There will not be a third.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, Paul, be sure to cut that in the... Yeah, we're <laughs> No! How
1: dare you! I came with Woodrow Wilson <laughs> trivia! <laughs> Alright, uh, so we're out
0: in space. Uh, a giant ship that opens up with Soviet markings on it, eats the American ship, and also kills the astronaut that's hanging out on the It pulls a gravity, it cuts his rope, and he's spinning. And he's lost in space forever. The Americans think the Russians did it. The Russians are going like, you guys are crazy.
4: Yeah, ship eats another ship, and they have a meeting about it.
0: And uh, the Americans are not happy because they think it's Russia. And they're like, we'll nuke you. And the Russians are like, but we didn't do it. Uh, We'll nuke you. Fuck you. And the British, the always calm British are like, don't worry. We don't think the Russians did it. Our man in Hong Kong is on top of the case right now. Cut to James Bond, and he's making some sexy time with, uh... He's on top of Ling? Ling, yes, Yes. that's her name. He makes a very strange comment about how Chinese girls taste different from other girls.
3: Why do Chinese girls taste different from all other girls?
1: Yeah, so this movie, (laughs) he goes to Hong Kong, he goes to Japan, they are be prepared to hear a lot of just strange racist comments (laughs)
4: that it really sets the tone for this film yep
1: anyway uh she locks
0: him in the bed a bunch of guys come out with machine guns shoot him a bunch of times the police show up and they're too late he is dead but at least he died on the job well at least he died on the job (laughs) which is a which is one of the funniest parts of the movie That's and they I, say I that he'd have wanted
4: it this way
0: he'd have
4: wanted it this way and i'm like <laughs> i'm watching yeah. it and i'm like 1000 percent, that is true they understand <laughs> yes that. oh yeah. exactly how james bond intends to die in in a bed having just gotten it on, you know? Not
1: not on an island holding his daughter's doll, getting nuked from orbit with his rare disease. Wait, Troy, what are you talking about? I don't know. I'm just thinking maybe that's how James Bond would want to die. Like, I've been watching- Why
0: would he want to die that that's way? I don't know. I think he also way. likes
1: poached eggs. Like, I feel James Bond likes poached eggs. We're, we're going to have to mute you, Troy.
0: Yeah, we're, we're gonna beat you because you're just, your schizophrenia is just off the charts right now. I
1: you're see it, about, I see the vision.
0: It sounds like someone had a little too much of the Zaza. <laughs> Bond would never have a child, let alone die because he needs to get his child's toy back. That would That's be so ridiculous.
1: It, it would be convoluted. It would be really pathetic and desperate. Anyway, so Bond- Wait, wait, one of the police officers who finds the body played the master on Doctor Who, I don't watch Doctor Who, but I thought it should be pointed out. It means that nothing means to me. That
0: means something to somebody. I appreciate sure. that you're
4: servicing our audience, Troy. We need to expand into that market. Troy,
0: this is the wrong beloved British franchise. We don't talk about Doctor Who. I, I could give a shit. There's, there's, like, yeah. there's like 60 years of TV shows. I'm not going to watch that shit. Fuck I will that watch 60 shit. years of these movies. Anyway, so Bond dies on the job. He would've wanted it this way. We get to the opening credits sequence, which done again by Maurice Binder.
1: Actually, Jan, I've never said this before, but you do kind of look like Woodrow Wilson. Thank you,
3: you're right, Paul. You look (laughs) like you,
0: Paul. Paul is jealous. You you do seem kind of like the kind of person who would want Birth of a Nation to be the first movie screened at the White House. That's actually what
1: they're watching when the president, and you only live twice, is sitting there in front of the Woodrow Wilson portrait. He's watching Birth Birth of a Nation,
4: and he's like. Oh. oh! It is a little confusing in that room with the with the, it's like inside but it has big windows and then they're looking at something but lo- most of the shots they're just looking at the wall.
1: And they were just <laughs> yeah. so proud. They're like we got this guy who played Woodrow Wilson 20 <laughs> years ago and he's in the movie.
0: The big meeting room is like an actual location that they somewhere Japan. in Europe they were like yeah it was in Japan. No it
4: was in Wait, it at was the beginning somewhere in, or the later the one? The beginning. In America. Okay okay. Okay. I was talking about the um the President Woodrow Wilson, the, where the Americans oh, that. are like yeah. watching, like the missile's gonna do. the blah blah.
1: Yeah. So James Bond is
0: buried at sea. No, we well we we're at the title sequence. Oh, fine. right. We gotta ta- we gotta talk about the title sequence. The song because...
4: is mid, but
0: no, what? What? no. absolutely no. not. It is not oh, mid. Dude,
1: Nancy Sinatra. I, 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 you're the Mad Men fan. Nancy Sinatra did not do 25 takes that were cobbled together into one take (laughs) because she sounded like Minnie Mouse for you to call this song mid. This is fantastic. This is a fantastic song. The song is great. It is. It is a
0: beautiful song. Well, because yeah. Paul has no heart. The only heart he has is for Casino Royale, nineteen sixty-seven. Join the Casino Royale Fun Movement. So of course. Yeah, I, I, like? after that, I feel like he's in a bad mood for all the movies. <laughs> the, the song they is bad. Jen doesn't look high.
2: like Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude,
3: Chip,
0: you're just shitting on our parade because that song is. It's one of those songs that's just, it, it's so different from the, the first couple. Mm-hmm. Maybe more in line with yes. From Us With Love, but even so, it's a lot more melancholic. It's the
1: first Weirdly. romantic, melancholic Bond song. The first four were kind of more like, get pumped, motherfuckers. The titles, what we're seeing is
4: Umbrellas and volcano Lava. Yes. Right? Uh, Silhouettes of
0: Umbrellas.
2: That's the thing that I love about this movie is... Uh, th- this does feel like it's supposed to be like a grand finale for this, like, Spectre arc, but at the same time, it feels like a weird James Bond spin off, like the <laughs> sweet life on deck of Second Cody. Yes, like, James Bond goes to Japan. <laughs> like
1: yeah. Everyone in little naval outfits it's, in this it's one. It's the
4: Sopranos go to Italy. Yeah, it's a vacation. Yeah, exactly. Episode.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's one of those episodes.
0: Yeah. Jay, do you remember that one time where we encountered Nancy Sinatra? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh my god, it was the most embarrassing moment of my life.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Well, we were with our our good friend who we will not name.
2: Oh, well, our our our, our friend bleep. Uh he uh So what's what how the fuck did it happen? Oh, yes. No, it was for Melissa actually. The, from Pure Happenstance. Uh the woman who is now my wife at the time was living in Prague and i did not know her yet i did not know this person but and i had only known jake for a few months at this time i Wait, mean what? jake and uh, franz oberhauser me and franz and uh, by the way uh, our friend franz um, is a crazy person we love him but he's uh, clinically whoa, whoa, whoa. insane and the first time i met him i thought he wanted to make love to me that's another story but this was just a few weeks after i'd known him and he insisted that I go with him and Jake to literally like ambush uh, Nancy Sinatra, who was coming out of the of the school of the film school, and um, he just had like a like a Frank's Sin- and not even a Nancy Sinatra a, a Frank Sinatra CD case for her to sign for Melissa, who was in Prague at the time. That's pretty much the gist of it, right? And yeah, Nancy that's pretty Sinatra much it. seemed like terrified and.
0: Confused. Oh, she was so done. She was ready to go yeah. home, and then we basically cornered her afterwards. So Franz Oberhauser can get her to sign the CD. <laughs> it
1: was a slightly embarrassing experience.
2: I I wanted to die. Yeah. All
1: right, guys, we are three. We are seven minutes into "You Only Live Twice."
4: <laughs> okay, not that much happens in this movie, honestly, guys. Okay, he's the bear. His he's not dead, folks. Plot yeah, James
1: Bond, yep. he gets his burial at sea, they publicize that the naval commander, James Bond, is dead. And then a submarine gets him. Some divers yeah. get him.
4: Whoop. And he's like, oh, what did I miss? Or whatever. Permission to come aboard.
0: And they're like, permission granted, thank you, yep. gets up, and he walks into, he does the hat trick, but with his naval cap. This time. And in different shots! I noticed- That's th- what I was gonna
2: say, it's I love the subversion that the MI6 officers are on a boat now. I think <laughs> M looks really cute in his little, uh, navy outfit.
0: That's the funniest shit, is that, like, it's like, everything is now placed on the submarine, and everybody's in theme. It's like, it's yeah. like a, it's like a tiki bar, basically. Yeah, that's like what a I'm saying. A pirate tiki this, bar.
2: This feels like a James Bond spinoff, but then at the same time, when he does the permission to come aboard, he, he says it's so bored and you're like huh something's missing and then he does the hat trick but it's not on on a wide shot it's yeah, like it's cut shot. Up. And it's like yeah and, and you start realizing oh he's he's done like he's- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the point where you realized he was done yeah <laughs> well, <laughs> a, another
4: giveaway that at least through me um Money Penny shows up in her sailor outfit he just calls her Penny.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, no,
1: I don't know if that's him being done I do feel part of this being the last James Bond movie Is there's a lot of comments made from the beginning to the very end of this movie That him and Money Penny are like the one true couple Like everyone's like, when are you going to date Money Penny? And like she's like interfering with him And it's like, oh, are they finally going to get together? I mean,
4: it's more overt than ever But yeah, yeah they don't pay off the... He meets with them and he's like, All right, the passphrase, all I have for you is a word, tenant. No, all I have <laughs> for you is uh, a phrase, I love you. And then he's like, I love you, M. And then Money Penny, <laughs> she's like, Now you need to say it to me, James. It's some version of that. And he's like, I got it. See.
2: <laughs> oh, see, I briefly I fell asleep uh, during that part. What? So when Mr. Tanaka tells him, I love you, I was like, what the hell is going <laughs> on?
0: I love you. I love you. He, he, he just decided to say it. <laughs> this impressive uh, balding Scottish man falls into his uh, office and he's just like, I love you. <laughs> By the way, can can someone explain to me
2: how James Bond faked? Is that like why why did it have to? So happen yeah, so that MI way? six
1: like- MI six set up all of that. He wasn't really shot. He wasn't really getting laid. I guess no. They keep making comments about it too. Yeah, like he like he got a massage,
0: but he didn't finish the job. They keep yeah. bringing up that he never yeah. finished the job. Yeah. But he finishes the job with Aki.
2: It's like performance art for him, like yeah. he wanted to live out his his ideal death. So it's just yeah. it's just for himself, you know? Because
1: I think the implication, right, is kind of what Paul was talking about is yes, even at this point in the series, James Bond is so famous as being like the guy who fucks up Spectre's shit that he has to die. <laughs> And pretend to be a guy named Fisher just to do his job. Yes. He's pretty much yeah.
4: undercover, not as James Bond, almost the whole movie.
1: Yes,
0: that's true. Yeah, he's either another guy or a Japanese man. Uh, mostly a Japanese man.
4: But yeah. before he gets shot out of the torpedo tube, just like Homer Simpson, another thing that I was like, wait a minute, Bond went to Cambridge?
0: Yeah. What? Bond went to Cambridge. Before that, he went to Eton, and then he went to Cambridge. Yeah. yeah. You forget I took a first in Oriental Languages at Cambridge.
1: Okay. Bond is a very much the upper British elite. I yeah. mean, he doesn't... Yeah. I don't know. I guess I... Uh, <laughs>
4: maybe
1: he's, it's the he's just like' of Ian's Sean Fleming. Connery's
4: performance. He does not read as actually smart. Is that bad to say? But no, no. <laughs> no, well, Jake,
1: that's the whole point of James Bond. Is he smart without being smart? He's the jock who knows nerdy, refined he's things. He's street smart. Yeah. That's the whole appeal of Bond. The way Sean Connery plays him, he's kind of like the Norm MacDonald of
0: <laughs> secret agents. Yeah, where, I would agree with that. Where he doesn't seem like he knows what's going on <laughs> when at, at first, but then you realize, oh, he's, he's a lot smarter than he's actually letting on. <laughs> yes.
4: He cannot defuse a bomb, though.
1: No.
0: To be fair, in, in all of the movies... Uh, all of his, the the
2: spy work and detective work that he does completely fails, he mostly succeeds because of luck and happenstance. And at the end he's like I did it.
1: And the women he has had sex with.
2: Yes. (laughs) And at the end he's like, I did it. And he just bones a chick. And I'm just expecting Barney uh, to come out and be like, what do you mean you did it? you didn't do anything like
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, then he gets to Japan. Oh, yeah. And, and here's a continuity error in this in this movie. The whole point of the first hour of the movie is James Bond going, I've never been to Tokyo. But him and M had a sex adventure in Tokyo established in an earlier movie.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, once when I was with M in Tokyo, we had an interesting experience. Thank you, Miss Penny. That's all. That's all. That is true. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I, I just, I just realized. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It's, they messed up. Oh. Roald Dahl did not watch the other movies.
1: Roald Dahl did not watch the other movies. He He watched Dr. No. He watched the first one and just took
4: it. Took it and ran. James Bond gets to Japan. And what does he
0: do? He goes to a sumo wrestling match. I find that amusing.
1: Yeah. And then he goes, I love you to everyone in the show.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. I laughs> they didn't include the scenes where he just says, he goes up next to a person, I love you. I love you. And then they look at him. Speak what? Japanese, like, huh? Nani? What? Is that what it is? <laughs> Nani? <laughs> yeah. And then he goes off on a regular adventure with this random Japanese person. They're like, oh, wait. No, you're not my contact. And he goes back to the sumo wrestling match.
1: They had to cut a whole hour of the movie that was just Sean Connery wandering yeah, on people. He
0: just he just goes with
2: a, co- a guy on his car, and then the guy like stops and starts unzipping his pants, and, and are like,
1: oh. "And James Bond goes Q? Q? Is this you? Is this is this a thing?" Uh, but
4: no, it's not Q. It's Aki.
1: Yeah, it's Aki, played by Akiko Wakabayashi. She's a good Bond girl, I think. Yeah, she was supposed to play Kissy Suzuki, the Bond girl you see later in the movie, but uh, the woman they cast to play uh, the character who would become Aki, Mihama could not speak English very well. So she threatened to throw herself off her hotel room balcony if they kicked her out of the movie. So instead, they switched roles, and Akiko said she would do it if they renamed the character Aki. And she's great.
2: That's one of the funniest parts of the movies when Aki dies and they're just like, here's another one.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They they don't mourn her at all or anything. Aki was not in the book. And I don't mean to say that the broccolis maybe had a bad formula in this case. But if you had just taken Kissy Suzuki and made her and Aki the same character, one might say that would be a much better movie. I would agree. Yeah. For some
0: reason, they were dead set on three girls. Yeah. the Three Bond girls in this movie, which I'm just like... Because then we'll get that delightful gag with the...
4: Well, we'll get to the wedding, but... I, uh, I think
2: it's very funny. Uh, <laughs> the fact that they just, like replace her it's very uh buñuelan if you will it's
1: it's very weird because aki falls in love with james bond and they have really great chemistry together and then first they go okay james you have to get married for plot reasons later in the movie and aki goes me and they're like no and sean
0: connery is totally into marrying aki sean connery is yeah
2: listen here's here's when we get to the meaty greedy of 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 the thing because the thing is The first half of this movie, I was thinking, this is genuinely amazing. This is some of the best James Bond stuff. Really? Yes.
4: I was kind of enjoying it. Yeah. It's nice.
2: I thought it was well directed. I thought it was fun. I thought Mm -hmm. it's awesome. The actual spy work that James Bond is doing. I like that you don't know from the beginning that this is Spectre and you sort of have to build up to it. Uh, then we get to the castle, and then the movie becomes.
0: You mean the volcano?
2: No, the ninja school. Yeah.
0: Oh, the ninja school. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Then we get to the ninja school, and the the movie just kind of takes a turn where it's just like chilling. <laughs>
0: like, yeah.
4: It pumps the brakes hard. Yeah, I mean.
2: Hard, but but it's still so amusing to me just because of how like I. How insane it is what we're watching, yeah, you know. Like I could not I think believe... when
1: Q does the stop motion assembly of the Whirligig, that's when the movie changes for me. I'm like, this is a different movie now. Because before it, yeah, that first hour is just James Bond. He's going to offices, sliding down ramps, of uh, beating people up, fighting the Rock's Grandpa, Peter yes. Malvia, the Rock's oh. Grandpa. No,
2: but when I
1: when I knew that this
2: movie was great was when uh, (laughs) Sean Connery is chasing... I think he's chasing Aki at some point. Yes, yes, for some reason. And then uh, she has a Mario 64 trap. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, like when Mario's trying to get to the Bowser painting. And he just falls through there. And then he gets to an amazing set, and he meets Mr. Tanaka who is great, I think.
0: Tanaka is like a close second next to Karen Bay of the coolest yes. Bond allies who
1: are just like, <clears throat> he's, he... and he's like he's basically the same character as Karim I Bay like him in theory, exactly. but he says so much racist and sexist stuff that I admit that hurts him a little bit for me.
2: But uh, Troy, this was a movie from 1967 yeah. written by Roald Dahl and Ian Fleming.
1: This yes. was a little more racist and sexist than Casino Royale. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> Brother, the bar is in the basement. <laughs> There's this whole weird bathing sequence when he meets Tanaka. Tanaka's like, "Your English girls would never do this," and it's all these women in bikinis. Sean Connery and Tiger Tanaka, which are their character names, uh, they are fully nude, and the whole move, whole scenes like, "Are you gonna see his penis?" And they're like washing him and like talking about English girls versus Japanese girls, and I'm like, ah. Oh brother but you're in the
2: wrong franchise brother if you don't want to see that kind of stuff in the yeah th- bond i'm
1: here to keep us on it but no it's
4: it's i mean it's one of the most notorious sequences in, in this entire series yes. right? well it's it
0: so iconic that it was the poster art for the movie of iconic bond in quotation and right. it has
2: one of the best lines of all time which is when mr tanaka tells bond uh i envy your chest hair because Japanese men don't have chest hair. Japanese men all have beautiful bare And then I go, what? This movie is incredible. I love
1: no. it. <laughs> no, but it's... remember, doesn't Bond or Tanaka say, women nest in your chest hair or something? Like, <laughs> yeah.
3: it's weird.
4: No, he quotes a proverb written by Roald Dahl.
0: Yeah, probably. Japanese proverbs say, Bird never make nest in bare
3: trees.
2: So far, yeah. the movie's ticking all my boxes. Lovable characters, <laughs> great sets, great lines. Great values. Uh, great setting. It's just oh, just God. great value. And also, I think uh, coming from Thunderball, I do think that Louis Gilbert, combined with the powers of Freddie Young, they, they do, like, you can see more of the production value here. Like, yeah. there's a really cool helicopter scene. Uh, yeah. not when they're flying the helicopters. Yeah,
0: we'll yeah. we'll we'll get to that. Wait, there's one part that we forgot to mention between when he goes to the sumo wrestling match and he meets Tiger Tanaka is that he meets Charles Gray.
3: I would like, if I may, to take you on a train.
1: Journey. Oh yeah! He meets Charles Gray from the Rocky Horror Picture Show and I'm sure no other movie that we will ever talk
3: about. Double jeopardy, Mr. Bond.
0: Uh, So he's playing Henderson. Yeah. Who, who has yeah. one leg and Bond has to figure out if it's Henderson. He's like, just need to make sure and just wax his leg as hard as he can. And you just hear a thump.
3: Excuse me. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you got it right.
1: I have a question about Henderson, which I noticed this time. So yes, as listeners who have seen the movie or may have just picked up from our conversation, this is the movie where Bond, in order to accomplish his Japanese mission, has to become Japanese and he, he gets the surgery Japanese. to look more Japanese. Do we think Henderson got the same procedure?
0: No. No? Nah.
1: Cause he's all like oiled up. His His skin is pulled back.
4: But his character does have a Japanese first name, doesn't he?
0: No. No, he's no? no he no he's supposed to be. He's an immigrant to Japan because yeah. he says that he's Australian. He said that he stayed there after the war and he's yeah. been there for twenty seven years.
3: I myself have lived here for uh, oh, twenty eight years, and I'm just beginning to know my way about. <laughs> he's supposed to be <laughs> right. a transplant to Japan.
4: Diko. Is... Which I guess (laughs) could be Japanese or Australian. You're exactly right.
2: (laughs) You know what? This movie kind of reminds me of the Martin Scorsese film Silence and how it's like. Oh,
0: did you know that uh, the guy who played Tiger Tanaka was in the original filmed version of Silence? I found this out in
2: my research. See, it all connects. This movie and Silence are both inspiring tales for young men that want to become Japanese. (laughs)
1: Wait, wait so in this movie is andrew garfield james bond and uh henderson is adam driver because he just pops up in the middle and then gets beaten in the back <laughs> until he dies no henderson
2: is liam neeson because he's been like living in japan for too long and now he's
1: no blofeld is, blofeld is <laughs> liam Brofeld, neeson blofeld yeah we'll, we'll say that blofeld's liam neeson but
0: <laughs> that makes more sense <laughs> He's just okay. like you just gotta, you just gotta give up all your, give up all your values, <laughs> give up your values. Sit in a chair. <laughs> you just have to become Japanese. You must become
1: Japanese. That's why Blofeld has the eye scar because they fucked up his surgery. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well,
0: okay, so uh,
4: he meets up with Henderson. Henderson is dead. They talk about spy stuff. He gets stabbed in the back. James Bond. Runs and beats up the guy that threw the knife. And then he mm-hmm. puts on his clothes and gets in the car. And yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, we're getting right to it, aren't we? He's going to stop start- That's
2: why this this movie is economical in its storytelling. This movie moves. <laughs> he's doing the spy work. It works. Roald Dahl is a master storyteller. Go on, Jake.
0: Well, he, he disguises himself by putting on. Luckily, the guy had a trench coat, a face mask, and a hat. And so oh the yeah. guy he's wearing a COVID mask. So the Rock's grandfather can't recognize him and just puts him in the bag. He's like, "Oh, obviously you're the same guy." So yeah, and he also puts on his shoes. And his shoes are those uh, black and white like what are they, they look like bowling shoes. <laughs> yeah, and he wears them like for the next fifteen minutes of the movie. And it's he does delightful. like the shoes.
4: I guess they fit. He gets taken to this like office building and. Then he gets loose and beats up a guy.
2: With a couch!
4: Which is an yeah. escalation from the chair that he uses as a weapon in Firmation with Love. So everything's yes. bigger in this movie.
0: In a way, you could say that the chair is like James Bond's dick, and he's beating it on The Rock's grandfather.
4: That's that's an interesting theory that...
0: Um, <laughs> There's so much phallic imagery, rolled out. Oh my god. But The Rock's grandfather,
1: he's in it. And yes. he fights James Bond. And it is Oh, cool. wait, is is that actually The Rock's grandfather? Yeah, we're not yeah. joking. That's Peter oh, Malvia, The Rock's grandfather. Let's find out what side. Via adoption. Oh. He's his adoptive grandfather.
4: But they open up this little door in this office, and I'm and I, for some reason my mind went to this. You know how it's like at a hotel they have a mini bar, but it's like in the fridge. Did Roald Dahl read mini bar and he put a a small bar in a room. Yeah, because it looks like a giant fridge or a small okay. bar. You know what I mean?
1: Well, with Wonka Vision, we can make a small bar a big bar, and a big bar <laughs> <laughs> a small bar.
2: This is a very whimsical movie. Yeah,
4: it's very whimsical. It's the most
0: whimsical Bond movie. So, so yeah, far. he
4: like kills the Rock's grandfather and locks him in a mini bar, which is actually a room.
0: But he also has to try the the vodka, but he doesn't like it because it's Siamese vodka.
4: (sighs) Siamese vodka. He hates Siamese vodka. However, he knows the exact temperature that sake should be served at.
0: Yes. Yes. He's a a very learned man. Well, and he also took uh, a class on Oriental languages at Cambridge. Yeah. Of course. Yes. In quotes. You forget I took a first in Oriental languages at Cambridge.
2: You only think he's stupid because you're envious of his chest hair.
1: Do you think James Bond had sex with a lot of women in college and he had to like talk to them for like four years? That would be weird no. if he had
4: to like see them again.
1: Yeah, that's what I was... <laughs> I don't know why. I think this movie... Well, I movie... guess he saw Sylvia Trench again, so... I, I actually realized this movie that Moneypenny had kind of taken the role of Sylvia Trench, which maybe is why Sylvia Trench is obviously non-essential because you kind of have Money Penny as, oh, it's the woman that James Bond has to see again. <laughs>
4: Yeah, so he gets out of the building and then and then he hooks back up with Aki. And this is this is when the, the Mario sixty-four trapdoor comes. But first, yeah. one bit that really did make me chuckle um is when they're driving and um he's like he's suspicious of her or something. He's like questioning her and she's like, I have no information to give you. And he says, We'll soon see about that. Slow down. And then rather than because <laughs> she does seem suspicious in this moment. So she she's driving a car, she parks and then just runs away. (laughs) And and then he chases her, and then he falls down a trap door and pops out into this guy's office, and he's waiting for him. And Tanaka is uh, very complimentary. And he's very trusting of Tanaka.
2: If you uh, meet a man and the first thing that you tell him is, I love you, you will automatically gain his trust immediately.
1: That's how you met uh, Franz Oberhauser.
2: That's how I met Franz Oberhauser,
0: basically. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: he, he comes down to knock us in okay. a towel.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we gotta have Franz Oberhauser on the podcast at some point.
2: Well, basically, they did have like a bath naked together.
1: Yeah, well, that's what the weird part is all the women are in bikinis, but they go to great lengths to be like, no, they are fully nude. And I'm like, okay,
2: that's the way it is in Japan in, at the oh. uh, Onsense, at the water springs.
1: Oh, I, I thought everyone why. was nude. I didn't know the the woman women wear bikinis. Do they also wear bikinis when they do the race swapping surgeries, like in this movie?
2: Uh, well, when I did my race swapping surgery, no, but okay. you know, time—we're time, more progressive now, Troy. Time Okay. Engaged. Yeah.
4: You know, when you see that when you see the operation performed in white chicks, they're actually relatively normal uh, <laughs> medical professionals.
0: You know, I was thinking, I was watching this movie, and the race swapping surgery it reminded me of Team America. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole second half of this movie is just Team America.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's like. Da, 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 da. Oh, the surgery went perfectly. Amazing.
3: The Valmorification completely worked.
0: Sit up and take a look, Gary. And it's
2: just, it looks like shit. <laughs> it looks terrible. No, that's that's why. <laughs> it's uncanny. That's why the race swapping in this movie is funny. It's not just because it's. It's not like haha ha, yellow face, you know, that would be horrible. It's because no. there's this giant set of this very complex laboratory yeah <laughs> like, and you see them like
4: they, hype you know, him they for
2: they, it. They, you see him very carefully doing the surgery and then he comes out and he looks the same but darker <laughs> and with and his hair
0: is down <laughs> like, they put a different toupee on him that's it <laughs> he looked like a beetle yeah they're like
4: we're, get ready we're
0: gonna put a toupee <laughs> he on looks you. like he just looks like paul mccartney <laughs>
4: It looks incredible. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, Freddie Young's uh, uh, sumptuous cinematography, but yeah, at least on my uh, my viewing, he didn't. His skin did not look different. He just has a toupee. No. He has eyebrows, and he's squinting a little bit. Yeah, that's all he's doing. No, and
0: they make a moment of like saying that they're putting like latex over his eyes. his eyes yeah and then the next scene he's just like bending down slightly oh where yeah he's yeah.
1: stooping the whole time yeah he's
0: stooping <laughs> so yeah. that you won't notice that it's just sean connery in a terrible
1: toupee
2: i i love when he gets to the island and he tells a fisherman like <laughs>
1: <laughs> which again is highlander
2: no there there are seriously there are scenes in this movie where i'm not sure if he's supposed to look japanese or not like when well, they- my,
4: my big question <laughs> is when does he take, at, at a certain point he's undercover as an astronaut, but at what point in the continuum is he not playing Japanese?
1: I was trying to figure this out too. I think oh, by the time know. he rescues the astronauts, he looks English. He goes
2: in the water and he doesn't have a, a toupee anymore. It's just his natural balding hair. I have no idea if he's supposed to be Japanese or not, or, or like if the water like took away the japanese <laughs> you,
4: Do you think, you think when they're on the island?
2: I just want to mention one more thing. I read on Wikipedia that on the You Only Live Twice book, James Bond gets amnesia at the end, and he yes. ends up believing that he's actually like a Japanese <laughs> Yes, that actually happens. And that's happens. how the book
1: ends. I like to think that when Ian Fleming got depressed, he actually did that. He's like, I'm Japanese now. <laughs> the book You Only looked Twice is from people who've uh, reviewed it. I haven't
0: read it yet, but it's like his most fatalistic book where it's just like, yeah, everything kind of just sucks. sucks. I'm going to die or I'm going to just forget forget everything and become a Japanese fisherman and I don't know my identity. And then the, I think the book ends with him going like, there's something not right. I'm not a Japanese man. I need to figure out who
2: I am. It was like that scene in Tarzan when he looks at his reflection. <laughs>
0: and he's like, I don't look like
2: everyone else.
0: <laughs>
2: Why am I different, mom?
0: But then Kissy Suzuki is pregnant with his child, but doesn't tell him. Yeah,
4: that comes up in oh. a later book. Uh, so he ha- he meets Tanaka. Yes. They get on his train, they look at a photo and they enhance it like in Blade Runner. Then they go to his house. We already talked about, um, yes, one of the most uh, iconic and uncomfortable sequences in the series. Yeah. Uh, they say, he, he looks at the bathers, the professional bathers, and says, I like the plumbing. Uh, <laughs> and then Tanaka tells him, in Japan, men always come first.
2: In Japan, men
3: always come first. Women come second.
1: Oh, wait! I get it!
3: Yes. Men always
1: come first. Oh, cause, oh. yeah! And, oh my God! Oh, that's well, awful. I think
2: I think this <laughs> sequence is actually good because it's the only sequence, uh, one of the only sequences where Sean Connery kind of like wakes up. You know, he's like, yes.
1: oh, "Oh, girls. I'm being, someone's touching me." Then yep.
4: he goes back to this office building where there's shenanigans going on because that's something to do with the the rockets. And they slip yeah. in. Roll Doll makes sure to slip in another stereotype. He gets there for his meeting as Fisher. And the guy tells him, you're three and a half minutes early. They're very precise, you know? And then they're like, he has a meeting and then they're like,
1: shoot him. No, they scan, they scan his x-ray and it's like yes. a Walther PPK.
2: There's a really cool shot of him reflected against the desk. Which was another yeah. one of those things of like right. oh, yeah. this this is directed with style, baby. Like I this is different. You. I
4: see you, Freddie and Lewis.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it comes like he has the he has the X ray machine behind his desk. He's looking at his X ray. Uh he sees the gun. His lungs are also completely black, and he's also <laughs> chain smoking. And then we cut to in front and we see the reflection in front, I'm just like, oh, this is, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah I like They that.
4: discuss the healthiness of, of cigarettes or whatever. Yeah, the, the Fisher disguise doesn't last very long because you can see that he's carrying two guns.
0: And his lungs are completely, like, dark from the chain And smoking. you can see
1: the gonorrhea and the syphilis, like, curving up and crossing <laughs> over. Great. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cigarettes are very bad
4: for your chest. And maybe we should talk about this now, although they, they discuss it later in the film. They established that What's it a Walther a Walther PPK?
2: Oh, they're gonna they're gonna eat you in the comments for that one. James
4: Bond is the only person in the world that uses this gun.
1: This is another continuity error because in the first movie when they give James Bond his Walther PPK, they go, it's standard issue at the this CIA. Is
4: what I was going to say literally yep. his his car that it can be invisible. All of his, 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 his briefcase, all of this is standard issue equipment except for his gun, which is he is the only person in the world that uses this gun, and that's how they know that it's James Bond.
2: Yes, because James Bond at this point is not a character anymore. He's a toy, yeah. and part of yes. his toy accessories yes. are his car and his gun. Yeah, yeah. so that's, how, that's how
4: famous he is. He's been franchised and merchandised. And it, and Roald Dahl understands that in <laughs> the world building yeah. of
3: this film. Uh,
1: yeah. Speaking of James Bond suits, this is the only one of his movies, one of only two of his movies, I believe, where James Bond does not wear a tuxedo.
2: Mm. Oh. Yeah. Mm, Paul you <laughs> Me
4: Lyke. Okay, but but this is when things <laughs> I, when I'm having fun, but also the plot is non-existent because guys, the plot's gone.
2: Fun. What? Well- explain
4: they're like shoot that man they have a car chase it's pretty awesome the helicopter picks up a car with a magnet
2: with a magnet yes. it's amazing and
4: drops it in the ocean it's incredible and it's
2: and it's a practical effect it's so good yeah are we
1: at the rooftop fight yet they with the get, one Then in?
4: he goes to the dock, yep, and, okay. the, and, and the rooftop, which they use a helicopter shot. It's like John Wick-esque. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's- the helicopter shot is amazing!
1: Sean Connery's stunt doubles are like running from roof to roof just punching people in a giant winner he's in. shooting people. He's shooting people.
2: So far the movie's really gelling with me. I, I gotta
1: Wait, can we talk about the shot where Sean Connery uh, his stunt double does a backflip off the roof and lands behind a trash can. And then you see a John Gonnery like immediately pop up.
4: And then, like, <laughs> a classic Texas Switch, folks. That's
1: <laughs> yeah. what it's called. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's great. That, was,
2: that was like uh, right out of uh, Epic Movie. It
1: was. Yeah. <laughs> James Bond is in Epic Movie. We have to watch Epic Movie.
2: No. That's, oh That's my God, God. God. No. no. <laughs> what was so what, Paul? What happens next? What do you mean there's no plot?
1: No, the
4: office man <laughs> no is this, the office man is so desperate to kill this man that he's having them unload this massive machine gun before he's even walked out of the driveway of their office building. Yeah. He fights 50 guys John Wick style. Then they capture him and they don't kill him.
0: Well, because he bribes Helga Brandt going like, "Why don't you uh give I'll give you a cut of of the information that I have." Even though, like, she announces, I think within ear range of James Bond, she announces that she's a specter agent i think this is the first clue yeah this is when you're like Spectre. oh this is about specter yeah <laughs> and
2: uh, and also uh they say something like oh let number 11 take care of it and you're like
4: numbers oh, Uh-oh. oh. oh so he kind of seduces or does something so then she doesn't kill him then they're in a plane but then she's like psych see ya <laughs> and then he lands the plane and then he goes yep. back yeah. to Tanaka. And then it's
1: like, basically nothing has happened. right? They gotta get the bad Bond girl. They had to get Fiona Volpe in there again. Yeah, It's like Fiona Volpe, but she
0: does nothing. She's just there. She's just like, she's just hot. And she just goes like, I'm going to kill you. And then she gets eaten by piranhas and then she's out of the (laughs) booth.
1: Yeah, she's there to shut up that Blofeld in his volcano base has a room full of piranhas.
4: It, you're right. It's it's uh, the sum total of the storyline, much like the other ones, is is that it's like a complete dead end. But I guess the different part of this is the it's the order scrambled so that she dies like almost toward the end of the film.
1: No, no, she dies like before an hour and fifteen minutes. She dies when we first see Blofeld in this movie.
0: Yeah, she her is death is the introduction pretty, of
4: Blofeld. I mean, it's it's like yeah, it's at least an hour fifteen in an yeah. hour, 55 minute movie. Yeah.
2: And I gotta say, the, the reveal of the cat and that's the moment where you're like, oh shit, this is Spectre. That, it, it's really well built up. I don't know why I like this movie so much.
1: <laughs> and but, you're excited I mean, because you're like, oh, here comes the guy with the deep voice from the previous movies. Here comes number and, one and, and then, then he's he like, talks like this. and then he's like, I talk like this. Kill bomb now. I have piranhas. You failed me, other guy, but psych. I'm killing the lady! Yeah,
2: the piranhas are awesome. The Mario 64 uh is awesome. Yeah, the Mario
4: 64 trapdoor looks pretty good. Although you know, I'm gonna have to say it.
2: Okay, don't say it.
4: The sets in this the sets in this movie no look no, great. No. The sets oh, in this yeah. movie look great.
2: But however
0: It's Ken Adam <laughs> with like like, millions of
1: dollars to just burn.
2: <laughs> I, wanna, I want to I Blofeld's uh, office
1: that he has oh, yeah. to be my That's living amazing. room. That's amazing. I could take or leave the piranhas, but, like, I- I'll take the office. Yeah,
4: I'm not sure also why the piranhas are in green water. I guess because the Amazon is He green. doesn't clean
1: it. He doesn't clean it, Paul. <laughs> okay. Yep.
2: If, if it was clear water, they would have had to gun gotten actual fish, and that <laughs> doesn't <laughs> right. work.
1: They, had, they drew the line. <laughs> oh, they,
4: they took Joe Dante to figure out how to do that, but...
0: There's, like, ten Spectre agents that have been, like, sent into that piranha pool, so. Yeah, it, it's there's a There's all sorts of shit in there. You were gonna say something about the sets. I was
4: gonna say something. <laughs> um, when his little bridge falls, and the guy goes in, and then it goes back, it wobbles. And you know when it, <laughs> it wobbles again? In the office, and there's, like, a giant security door. I'm not sure where or why there is, but there's a shot with a giant security door, and it wobbles. And you know where I didn't notice the set wobbling?
1: Where? Casino Royale
2: uh,
4: last week.
1: Oh god. <laughs> oh my god. Paul, Paul. The set wasn't wobbling, but your psyche was.
4: <laughs> maybe I was, maybe it was. It's all a point of view, you know.
1: I I hate to break it to you, Paul,
2: but you were seduced by Orson Welles's mind torture. That wasn't a real trap door.
1: Yeah, you only lived twice was a good faith attempt by Hacks to lazily make another installment in a popular franchise, and we will not have their work maligned by all of the talented auteurs who worked on Casino Royale. So you're saying
2: that Casino Royale has better sets than You Only Live Twice? (laughs) I'm
4: just saying, in one facet, I made an observation. I will say, though, that obviously, you know, again, one of the all-time iconic sets ever, the precursor to the Death Star, basically Uh, Mm -hmm. the volcano. I'm I'm looking at it and I'm just like, well, also we're, we're actually may or may not be working on a little bit of a project and I'm, my, my brain is broken. Oh my God. He's plugging the project. I'm plugging my project. That's right. (sighs) But I'm thinking about lenses and I'm looking at this, thinking about the shape of the hanger and the Mm -hmm. distance that you have to be like, the amount of planning, you know, they didn't have, like, computers and shit to, like, figure this out. The spatial, it's like Guillermo del Toro, how he talks about, like, the the entire house in Crimson Peak is designed for compositions. There are rooms that are made to place the camera, you know, it, it's really remarkable.
1: Okay, so Q comes in with a little helicopter that James Bond <laughs> has to fly. <laughs> And Q, for some reason, is now popping up at the one hour mark in these movies when he should be
2: earlier. That is weird, I'll give it to you, but I don't mind
0: like it that much. would an indication of like, everyone being bored, or like, the cast being bored. Like, Bond tries to do like a quip to Q, and then Q's just like, I don't have time for your fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, they're over <laughs> it. Everyone's <laughs> over just it. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Moving on.
1: Oh,
4: welcome to Japan, Dad. Is my little girl hot
3: and ready? Look, 007, I've had a long and tiring journey, probably to no purpose. And I'm in no mood for your juvenile quips.
4: They'd mentioned Nellie and were like, oh no, a little girl named Nellie. Where is Wh- this what? going? It's what? a
2: helicopter. That, we're not watching the Woody Allen movie
4: yeah, anymore.
1: Paul, wait, what
4: were you thinking was gonna happen here? I have not seen this film before, so when James <laughs> Bond says, cue sending me Nellie and her uncle.
1: Paul, Casino Royale broke your mind.
0: When you watched Death Wish 3, did you think that like Charles Bronson was like, my friend Wildey's gonna come, and it was gonna be like, like, some, like, mountain man <laughs> with a machine gun. That's
4: not part of Paul Kersey's character that, um, you know, he has concubines, but, uh, What?
1: Bond doesn't have
0: concubines?
1: He's... He has co-workers and enemies.
0: In this movie, he does. He was politely well, yeah. <laughs> invited to join a uh, Bath with his, with his friend, who's also saying racist shit. Paul's brain is still
2: affected by Casino Royale, I'm Okay, can we
1: talk about the fun stop motion shot of the Little Nelly or whatever it's called, where Q's explaining it, and then it like builds itself with like it's little great. stop motion. It's great! It reminded
2: me of those Lego video games when you're <laughs> yeah. like having to yeah. build shit. <laughs>
1: How have they never done a Lego James Bond? That's a missed opportunity. A man is living in a volcano in Lego City. Build the helicopter! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey!
0: The, the Nelly is amazing,
2: a- and just seeing it flying around the volcano is already pretty cool. But then but then we get a shot that I'm like, this is cinema, baby. You just see the shadow of the Nelly, and then you see the shadows of the other helicopters. And yeah, he turns that's pretty dope. It's so chase. cool. You're like, that's how you fucking do it. This yeah. is this is James Bond, baby. So far, the movie's 10 out of 10 for me.
1: This scene is I feel when the James Bond franchise as a whole, we were kind of there at the end of Dr. No, we were kind of there at Goldfinger. This is where James Bond becomes like high science fiction fantasy yeah. when he's yes. flying around in little helicopters. All right, here's what I noticed. This movie is the first time they use the Monty Norman James Bond theme during scenes that are actually suspenseful. Like use the, the theme in this helicopter scene to ratchet up the suspense. He's not unscrewing a light bulb to it. He's not checking into a hotel. He is flying
0: around on a helicopter. Yeah, he is. He's not being skyhooked like Batman. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's not yeah. checking
2: his mail. It's an actual fight action scene. Yes. yes.
4: It's it's pretty spectacular. There's like there's like five helicopters going after him. They're shooting at each other. Fire. They're flying yeah. all over the place, and you can tell that. I mean, it's a minor point, I guess, but like. Most of this movie, you can tell that, oh, yeah, it's really Japan. Like there's no way they could have faked this. like mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, Connery's in front of rear projection. yeah, obviously. I mean when it's when obvious. it's
4: him in this, you know <laughs> death trap, uh, a thousand feet in the air, yes. <laughs> um, but yes, I was like I was saying to myself, yeah, you know, uh, they more convincingly go to Japan in this series than they they go to Miami.
1: Yeah, yeah, their Kentucky left some things to be desired. <laughs> they did well, go to what Kentucky. What are you talking about? They did go to
0: Kentucky. They went to Kentucky Fried Chicken and they
1: found one Kentucky Fried Chicken in like Malta, and they were like, "This is it."
0: They had stud ranches and Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's all you need to say we're mm. in Kentucky. <laughs> The the ninja school castle was more convincing for Paul than
2: the Kentucky Fried Chicken.
1: I,
4: did I say Kentucky? I said Miami, didn't I?
1: I know, but we all know what you're actually talking about is Felix Leiter standing in front of Kentucky Fried Chicken for a whole movie. <laughs> no, I believe which is that. also one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> yes, we're we're talking about You Only Live Twice, which is... What of the one of the movies that
4: has ever been made for sure
1: guys we haven't even gone to the ninja school yet where yes. everyone's just screaming at me for five you, minutes
2: you think they may be a uh... They showed Orson Welles the scene where Felix is standing in front of the Kentucky Fried Chicken as a way to lure him into the...
1: He was very upset when he found out it was not an Eon production. They gave him, like, one bucket, and Peter Sellers kept asking him for a drumstick, and he was visibly
2: upset. Yeah, that's where (laughs) the hostility started.
0: I want the drumstick. They had to fly in a bucket of uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken over to England, so (laughs) he could have it under his table.
2: (laughs) That's that's why he's doing uh, magic tricks (laughs) when he has like a cloth up. He's eating a
4: drumstick (laughs) (laughs) He's got to keep snacking keep
0: his energy up right when they call cut. He's just like, ah yum (laughs) Yes, they're even better raw Okay, so anyway, uh, Alfie... So
4: he, he wins the, he beats all the helicopters, then we just cut to, um, <laughs> the Russians also have one of their rockets get eaten by another rocket. So we're all in this together, folks.
0: Yeah, and they think it's the Americans and who have done it this time. Then we
4: see the Death Star, and it's got piranhas, which we don't see, though. But it is, yeah. you know, at least conceptually leveling up from Largo's sharks.
1: Well, anything is leveling up from Largo. And I feel
2: like uh, the not seeing the piranhas and the and the wobbling of the sets and everything are just
1: part of the charm of. Yeah, no, yeah, I love how like it's quaint. It's like a bed okay. and breakfast,
4: Evil Lair. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, this is a quaint series, yes. <laughs> James Bond is quaint. In, in an unrelated note. Blofeld has a people mover in his Death Star. Oh yeah! Race. Yes.
2: And and also uh the main inspiration for uh, Syndrome Slayer in The Incredibles. Well yeah. lair
1: inspired all the lairs that have yeah. been and ever will be.
2: But especially the the people mover thing.
1: Yeah, well you have the people mover theme, you have like
0: people driving carts, you have like platforms moving up and down to the side all over the place.
2: And it really—it's supposed to be the layer of Doctor No, but like yeah. good this time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Doctor No is the rough draft. This is the finished one, though. I like the layer in Doctor. The layer in Doctor No Dr. is still pretty fucking yeah. cool.
2: Oh no, it's good for the budget they had, but this is like an actual blockbuster. It's it's insane.
0: Like it costs as much as the budget of Doctor No to build the yes. set. Yes,
2: just that
4: yeah. set. And, and it's even like, you know, again, speaking to the somewhat inconsistent VFX, when the rocket comes in and goes out, it's kind of hard to tell, like, what's a miniature and what's not, you know? Yeah,
1: it, it looked good. Yeah, I didn't know what the story was at this point in the movie, but it looked good. It looked good.
0: <laughs> anyway, we keep... Ignoring the ninja school where we get that there's a
1: ninja school. Cool. Where we get
0: that really cool shot of uh, th- that ninja guy with the, with the sword and he has like the fucked up teeth and he goes right up to camera. Like, ah! yeah.
1: Yeah. Tiger Tanaka takes James Bond on a tour of his ninja school where you die for real. And like everyone is like fighting each other and beating each other up with swords and flips. And they do that for five minutes. And then Tiger Danaka goes, and now we'll take you to modern ninjas. And it's just people in karate clothes, like with guns. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, there's okay. literally like a,
0: like a, like a conga line of just people yeah. with guns going like hut, 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 hut.
2: Also, uh, this is when we get to the ninja school is when the movie takes a really hard turn. the, the, the plot just sort of stops. But yeah. I still like it because it kind of becomes like a Hangout movie. You know, like I'm just hanging out with my yeah, friend does. who who is turning Japanese.
4: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely a shift from just like... <laughs> A spectacular wheel spinning when he literally is like, I'm gonna see what's up with this Has incredible action sequence and then just comes back to square one again and now yeah. he's, he's chilling.
0: Yeah. They're occasionally trying to kill him.
4: Yeah, yeah. half of them are sorry, half of them are assassins who are trying to yeah. kill yeah.
2: him. Yeah, um, and, then, and, there, and there's never really a good explanation for why he needs to go to ninja school and turn Japanese. They're just like now you uh, like, now you'll turn Japanese, now you'll get a Japanese wife. You must become Japanese.
1: Yeah, isn't the whole reason why he has to turn Japanese just because he needs to live on the island for a little bit to dive closer to the volcano when you're just like, dude, just drop him in the whirligig. Yeah. And they also found out
0: that he's James Bond because now Spectre knows that James Bond is not actually dead.
4: Right. He blew his cover so he ha- he can't be yeah. Fisher anymore. But he yeah. could
1: be a Fisherman, a Japanese <laughs> Fisherman. Hey. Uh, there you go. You just see M and Tiger Tanaka looking at a board and they cross out Fisher but then they rewrite it and they add the word man <laughs> to the end of it. And then they shake hands and money penny writes. And then it they down. add a dollar sign. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Roll, roll doll you genius. But yeah, you you think
2: uh, that they would have a scene or something with someone looking for James Bond and then yeah. being like, James Bond, and then and then he's like, Oh no, I'm not James Bond. I'm Jap I'm a Japanese fisherman, and this is my Japanese wife. Never comes. He only gets married and
0: turns Japanese. For his own amusement. <laughs> it doesn't work at all it, because the first time they send somebody to kill him, it's after he's gotten the the Japanese surgery. But he's with yeah. Aki, and he's with Aki. Yeah, and they drop er, uh, a guy sneaks into their bedroom, and he's like trying to drop down the poison from that line. Why does he do it like that? It's so funny. Like Sean Connery's acting at that point because he's just he's like so done. That he's just like comically just going like moves out of the way <laughs> and aki like moves yeah no up acting
4: to- required in that scene he just uh
0: you keep expecting uh
2: like a moment with sean connery just being like why do i have to be japanese again like what <laughs> what he's like why is this- am i
1: doing this movie yeah
0: because they still know it's him it's weird because they kill him twice try to kill him twice <gasps> the poison and it's like immediately after he gets the japanese surgery they know it's him and then he's training in the ninja school and the guy has the stick but then the stick yeah. has like a knife on it and then tiger talk is like wait a second i've never seen this man in my life wait this man here? didn't
4: put out in a deposit like, wait a minute you can't yeah. kill someone in ninja school and he's like well he tried to kill me and he's like oh yeah this man is a stranger
2: from outside no uh, from from here on out the movie's literally just like padding out the runtime like yes. the whole wedding scene is just oh the, the wedding Padding so stupid. out the runtime and i kind of love it it's padding <laughs> out
4: the runtime but it's fun again i know that i know that we had our differences of opinion last week but oh my the God. wedding scene i'm watching this and i'm like what am i supposed to be feeling <laughs> is this funny <laughs> What is this?
2: It is to me. What's not funny about Sean Connery dressed up as a Japanese man after allegedly getting surgery and getting married to a Japanese woman for absolutely
0: no reason? Oh, and they keep building up like, Tanaka's like, oh, your wife, she's going to look like a pig. And then he keep they keep bringing it up. Bond's like, oh, I can't wait to see my wife who's going to look like a pig. And then we see Kissy Suzuki and she's hot. And he's just like, what? And it's she's so hot that Bond breaks character because he's like bending down the entire time and then he goes
2: like <laughs>
1: And then Whoa. he's fully erect
0: everyone. My
2: favorite part of the whole movie comes right after the wedding scene which I was laughing so hard that I had to pause the movie and it's a, it's a very nonchalant line. It's just they get to um what's her name kissy
0: kissy suzuki they they
2: they get to kissy's house and uh james bond says do you live alone and she says my parents are dead and he goes (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) And and the scene just keeps going and i was like what was that the movie's like divulging into madness?
3: Well, and
0: then he, well, then he spends the next 10 minutes trying to have sex with Kissy, and she's just like, No, nah, we're not actually married. No, stop it. And then he's like, Well, we need to be undercover, you know? Oh, yeah. And she's just like, Fuck off, dude. Uh, like All dubbed, of course. All dubbed by Nikki Vandersil, the voice yeah. of Ursula Andrus and Dr. Doe, the voice of uh, Sylvia Trench. Well, I was
4: gonna say that this wedding sequence, even though Roll Dahl says this book is complete shit, it's just a travelogue, this entire sequence feels like a travelogue.
1: It's the part yeah. that's in the
0: book! It's fine. It's fine.
2: Are you one of those people that browses through a postcard and you're like, what am I supposed to be feeding?
1: <laughs> 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 don't you look at the postcard with your fake wife composited poorly onto the postcard and not just appreciate the beauty of the blue halo? Do you remember the part where, uh,
0: uh yeah, Sean Connery's trying to have sex with Kissy and Kissy's like, we're undercover, but no. And then he's just like, well, I don't need, need these. And he's like eat, trying to eat his, uh, his shellfish with chopsticks, and he just throws the oh, chopsticks. Yeah. No, because I was thinking about
1: that. Because the old joke there is oysters are aphrodisiac.
2: Yeah. So we'll he's like, I be don't be need,
1: need, need my boner.
4: <laughs> oh, I, I kind of wanted to say this now too, before we get to, to the to the to the island. The ninja school. One part, they have throwing stars, and they're all different. It's a variety pack. Yeah. Number two, they've got bullets that are little rockets. Oh yeah. That's mm-hmm. funny. And also this whole time, especially in his like interior where he's showing off the bullets, I'm like, what does Q think of all this? Is he jealous? Oh, yeah. Because again, the structure of Q and the gadgets, which I guess people complain about because there are always like too many gadgets. For Russia With Love, the entire payoff of the movie is Q's briefcase.
0: Right.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: This is a little bit different. Again, well, Goldfinger, you pay off the car very quickly.
1: Yeah, Goldfinger, yeah. all the gadgets get destroyed. And you get end. you get little Nelly, and then and it's you get the little used. Nelly.
4: It's immediately used all the tricks yes. and gadgets, and, yeah. then, and get, then he gets the little cigarettes. And then Q is supplanted by Tanaka. By Tanaka,
1: Tiger Tanaka, friendship of Q over Tiger Tanaka is my new best friend. exactly.
0: <laughs> so He's, he he gets me laid. He's a great guy. He gets me bathed. I don't stink.
2: He makes me Japanese. Can you make me Japanese
1: cute?
4: (laughs) Yeah, anyway. So he becomes a fisherman, and basically all that wedding and stuff was so that they could get in a boat and paddle to this island and then swim.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's it. Oh, fun fact. Miyama could not do uh, her own swimming, so the woman who does her swimming underwater is Sean Connery's actual wife at the time, Diane Salento. Oh, yeah. Who was also in The Wicker Man and other films. So James Bond's actual wife is in the movie playing
0: his wife. Did you see a uh, Welcome to, to Japan, Mr. Bond? It was a documentary. I put this in quotes. It was a documentary. that was oh, I've heard about At the time. And it's not really a documentary. It's more so like a bizarre narrative where. Bond is simultaneously a person that exists and mm-hmm. is a movie character, and there's an actress who's desperate to get the part of James Bond's wife. <laughs> and uh, then it cuts to Money Penny, and Money Penny, and it's Lois Maxwell playing Money Penny, and her and an, and someone else are trying to figure out who could James Bond's wife be. And you're just like, wait a second, is this supposed to wait? So is the actress lady supposed to be real, and then this is supposed to be fictional? Or what the hell is going
1: on? Who did they pick? Did they pick Hama? I didn't finish it. No,
3: <laughs> Cause I didn't watch that because
1: I, th- I thought I thought it was I thought it would I
0: thought it th- I would learn more about the making of the movie because I'm like, oh, I heard about this documentary, and it's like, it, no, it's just like a clip show with like new things, and then like Q comes in at one point, and he has James Bond's uh, engagement ring. And he's just like, Will you marry me? This is just an ordinary engagement ring or something like that. And that like zooms into him and then it just cuts to an explosion.
1: <laughs> What's weird? Okay, so again, the whole weird thing of doing You Only Live Twice before Honor Majesty's Secret Service is it really feels like we're doing the beats from Honor Majesty's Secret Service, except they mean nothing. Yes. Like James Bond getting married, James Bond will meet Blofeld in this movie, which we'll get to.
2: And it, it makes no sense in the next movie when yeah. Blofeld doesn't recognize James Bond.
1: Like, yeah, it doesn't. You've met
2: this person all
3: Yeah, days. you've met him
4: before. As you know, Jan, the um, they go through this incredibly elaborate plan so that he can get to the island, so that he can get inside when they open the door with his suction cup suit, so that he can dress up like an astronaut free the astronauts, so that he can get into the ship Yep. And then Blofeld just sees him and he's like, that, that's not the guy. Get him
0: over here. Yeah. Nobody would carry their air conditioning unit into yeah, the Yeah, no, no
1: self-respecting astronaut would carry his air conditioning he's unit He's a very the smart, Harvard-educated fellow.
4: He did not know Harvard. how astronauts look. Cambridge. You forget I took a first in oriental languages at Cambridge. Fuck, what am I saying?
1: Well, you have the Boris manners of a
0: Yaley, Paul. Oh my god, you've had way too much Kentucky Fried Chicken. Way too much Kentucky Fried Chicken in Casino Royale.
4: I'm all hopped up. So he's just like, call that guy over. We see Blofeld, and he immediately gets up and says, you only live twice. They told me you were assassinated in Hong Kong. Yes, this is my second
1: life. You only live twice, Mr. Bond. Yeah, and then he looks at the audience, and then Sean Connery looks at the audience, and then you see Sean Connery slowly pull a gun up to his head, <laughs> and then you see uh, Lewis Gilbert running in and rushing, the, grabbing his hand away from Don't do it! J- don't do Just it, Sean! This day. Just finish this day. Just finish this day. We, we're almost done here. <laughs> but yes, we finally get to meet Blofeld.
2: Dr. Evil himself.
1: Yeah.
0: It's funny because whenever anyone talks about a evil arch nemesis or a villain they immediately think of blofeld in this movie yes they don't know they're talking
2: about blofeld in this movie they think they're talking about dr evil exactly that is also
1: true i do think dr (laughs) evil may have supplanted blofeld in this movie but yeah after five movies of build-up like imagine if you were one of those people like when thanos popped up at the beginning of infinity war and we're like oh okay this is what that felt like to people in the 16th.
0: He's no longer Anthony Dawson shrouded with, like, shadows and blinds and stuff. He is now Donald Pleasance, who is shorter, has a very <laughs> light voice. And is bald. And is bald. And he has a giant But skull. Uh, You
2: know, how disappointing would it have been if, if they show Blofeld and he's just a guy? Like, they obviously had to make him, like... A little well, interesting to well, look at. Well, this is
1: an interesting... Jake, do you want to do the backstory of how the casting and design of Blofeld came to be? So Blofeld was originally played by
0: Jan Warwick. That's my name! Yeah, it's it's just like you.
1: How ironic, you look Yay. like Christoph Waltz, and you share a name with the original Blofeld. <laughs> oh, there you go!
4: You're so villainous, Jan. I, so
1: I look like Christoph Waltz
2: and Woodrow Wilson? This is the best day of my life.
1: <laughs> You're... That, thank God you're tied down because the ladies would be going crazy <laughs> right
2: now. Oh my God. When I went to Japan, you don't want to know how it was like.
1: <laughs> I heard you came first
3: there.
4: <laughs> I heard you spent hours stuck in a sumo match looking for.
0: <laughs> Just saying, I love Just you, <laughs> you to people. <laughs> I love you. So, <laughs> yeah. Jan Warwick. 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 Warich, Warwick. W E R I C H. Uh, Jan Werich was originally cast to play Blofeld. And they shot a couple days with him. And I guess Covey Broccoli and Saltzman, they're just like, we can't use him. And they said that he looked too much like a dirty hobo Santa Claus. And they're like, no, Blofeld can't look like this. <laughs> and so they're like, fuck it. We're going to recast him with Donald Pleasance. And Donald Pleasance had some ideas about what Blofeld should look like. He was saying that he should have a hump, a lame hand, <laughs> uh, a beard. But they're like, no, 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 we just fired a guy because he looked like Santa Claus, no beard. He looked like
1: Father Christmas. You're not Father Christmas.
0: And so they're like, okay, you can have an eye scar. And Donald Pleasance apparently thought this was also very uncomfortable to wear.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he was like, I'll wear a hump, it looks bad. I'll wear a claw, I'll wear a tail. And they're like, what about a little eye thing? And then Donald Pleasance gets in the makeup chair and he's like, what the hell? What are they doing to me? I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> And it's so weird because the ice car is such a cool idea. And then no version of Blofeld uses the ice car again until 2015. And I'm like, what?
4: It made an impression because that is having not seen this movie until today, that that is what you have in your in your mind. Yeah, there is, you know, there's only a few scenes.
2: It's very funny uh, when James Bond first meets Blofeld because I don't know, they both seem so bored and checked out. It's supposed to be the climax. It's like, hello, Mr. Bond. Hello, Blofeld. You only live twice, Mr. Bond. Yes, Blofeld.
0: (laughs) And then they spend most of the time watching TV.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're just, they're awkwardly standing there just like... And everyone's always like, this was the good Bond Blofeld movie. And it's just Bond in handcuffs, looking bored. Well, and no, Blofeld's he's not even like in
0: handcuffs. No, Bond no, has his arms crossed. Or ar- Bond has his arms crossed. There's that wide shot where it's like him, Blofeld, Bond has his arms crossed, and they're just like looking at the TV screen. And Blofeld's like yeah. petting his cat, and you're just like, what's happening?
2: And then once again, uh, James Bond does nothing in this climax. The The day is not saved by him. It's saved by, like...
1: An army of ninjas! Yes. An army of ninjas <laughs> with guns! I was going to say,
4: the other thing that Donald Pleasant was probably regretting as soon as he agreed to do this movie and started shooting, some shots, like that wide shot, Jake, you really see that cat, like, clawing out of his arms.
0: Oh yeah, he's, he's like, going berserk.
1: <laughs> oh apparently the the cat
0: peed on him all the time
3: too yeah
1: no at one point so yeah so bond has freed the astronauts he gets captured by blofeld and he basically in the chaos that ensues at one point the cat runs away from blofeld and you're like oh that's in the script no the cat freaked out at what was happening on the set and ran away in the shot and they couldn't find the cat in that mountain set for two days,
2: <laughs> I I love I love the idea of the scene afterwards. Blofeld just being covered in in piss and shit. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> he's he's just like, like damn he's this cat. bald guy with a scar, and he just smells like cat piss.
2: <laughs> and he's like
0: five feet
2: tall. <laughs> Yeah. He's, he, yeah, he's like a like a pre-Danny DeVito, just this, like, bald, like, short yeah, man. Yeah, he's just a bald creep.
1: He's looking at the countdown as America and Russia are about to nuke each other because they've had it with Blofeld's rocket bullshit. And then James Bond's like, can I smoke? And he's like, bad for your lungs, ho, ho, ho. And then he uses the little cigarette gun and he just shoots a guy in the red outfit. <laughs> And somehow no one shoots him, or anything. It derails the whole room. You're you're you're
0: kind of thinking that like, oh, he's gonna aim the cigarette at the at the mechanism that opens like the yeah. the door to the volcano, so the ninjas can get in. No, he just shoots some random guy, and then he punches people, and then immediately the guards guard one guard with a gun just points at his face. He's like, "All right, you got me."
3: And He's so it's entirely nothing, pointless. Nothing. It's
4: not very <laughs> like... effective, but it is, yeah, it pays off the thing about Siggy's are bad for you, But and it also pays off a gadget that is not a gadget that Q gave him, it's a gadget nope. that Tanaka gave him. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, and But in classic Q fashion, they both give him gadgets that ultimately accomplish nothing, and once again, like the office guy, Blofeld's like, I'm not going to kill you yet. In a minute, you know well that's the
2: that's the James Bond trope. That's fine. yeah, yeah. but
1: Goldfinger was prepared to kill Bond right that second. Bluefeld really starts all the problems of all the super villains going forward in this movie. He's barely in it. He's sitting the whole time. He, I mean Dr. No could have also
2: killed him immediately.
1: Dr. No had a cool ass hand and also he had hospitality. Dr. No was running a hotel. In his underwater lair, Donald Pleasance had, had a cat
2: that shot on him.
4: <laughs> what have you got? Yeah. Um, but the ninjas come in crazy giant battle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody
0: goes There's guys around. with Oh, some of the ninjas have swords and they're like mowing through people. It's like fucking Star yep. Wars stunt stunt man city.
2: It, it did remind me a bit of the climax of Casino Royale. <laughs> Just the. The sheer scope and craziness of it. Well, it's just
0: like, well, it's just like people throwing grenades, explosions, people flying through the air. Freaking. Yep. And then Do- <laughs> Donald Pleasance is like, they'll never break in here. This is impenetrable. And then immediately there's like, <laughs> someone throws a grenade. There's like a hole in it. <laughs> Bond's like, impenetrable?
3: <laughs>
0: and then he just runs away. Oh, no, he shoots uh, the businessman first. And then he leads him to the, the, the little... Yeah, he's uh, like, I'm not killing you
4: yet. Come over here, and then he gets yeah. on the people mover, and then he and shoots, now- and then a ninja star, he gets his hand, and he's like, oh, fuck it, all right. And then he just goes on the people mover.
0: In theory, he's going around the entire volcano, like, well, exactly. numerous times.
4: <laughs> as- <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I'm not sure how long the loop is, because basically his plan is to just, the battle continues to rage. He goes on a full circuit around his people mover, through, presumably through a cave or something, comes back to where he was, Gets back out and pushes a button and blows it up and then leaves. Yeah, that was his plan. And that's how
2: Blowfield escapes. Yeah. I also I think I don't know. I was I was remembering a, a movie called The Spectre that came out in 2015 <laughs> and how horrible it is the treatment of Blowfield in that because they yeah. just basically made him the Joker.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. They made him. They made him Doctor <laughs> Evil officially because you find out that. Well, yeah. He's his brother.
1: <laughs> he ain't heavy. He's my brother, baby. Yeah. Yeah, but Blofeld always was Dr. Evil.
2: They made him Dr. Evil and the Joker. Because at the end, James Bond tries to shoot him. And Blofeld's like, go ahead, do it. And it's like, okay, when we talk about Spectre, (laughs) we'll talk about Spectre. But Blofeld is perfectly represented in this. He just wants money. Uh, He's a scumbag. And when when shit goes down, he's not trying to make a point about society or any of that shit. he's just trying to escape
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah he
2: only cares about himself i think that's fantastic he doesn't even go back for the cat
1: wasn't the whole point of starting a nuclear war with not china was that specter will somehow rule the world if america and russia because china promised them world
0: power
2: If yeah he only wants he wants power and money that's it yeah yeah
0: you know, no it's great that's
2: that's great it's like it's, it.
0: it's so simple. Yeah,
2: it's a James Bond movie. <laughs> like it's a fucking cartoon. This
0: is like the distillation of like like the the height of Bond's popularity. It's like, okay, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, you know, guy against evil organization that wants money, power, whatever whatever the fuck. This is just the basic shit with all the fucking like gizmos and fucking billion dollar sets and bullshit like that and it's fucking
1: <laughs> It's fun. There's a beautiful simplicity. Like if you describe what's going on in the ending, it doesn't really, you're like, okay, what's going on? But watching it, like seeing all the ninjas and Spectre agents fighting, seeing the giant rocket, seeing Kissy Suzuki and Tiger Tanaka in there, seeing James Bond fight not Red Grant again. Oh yeah, the giant guy. That's only there I feel because they're like, it's Connery's last movie. He should fight another giant blonde guy.
2: Of course, it's fun. You know what would have helped the climax, I think, which, uh, could have also helped a little bit the whole turning Japanese plot point? Is Sean Connery could have brought his Japanese wig and eyebrows with him, and then when he's trying to escape the volcano, he puts them on. And then maybe Blofeld like comes up to him and he's like, "Excuse me, good sir, have you have you seen James Bond?" (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, "Oh no, that would have been
1: funny." Wait, wait, I'm sorry, I had to duck out for one second. Did we already talk about my favorite part of the climax where Blofeld has the choice to shoot either Bond or his employee, and he shoots his employee? Yeah, well, we kind of touched on it. All right, he's fucking evil. I know, but I enjoy it because it's like this isn't efficient.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it,
1: this, this is the same kind of it, Paul it's like <laughs> what we were talking about with
0: Christopher Nolan well this is off off mic <laughs> off off the podcast we are just talking about it's just it's purely just for theatrical purposes mm-hmm. yeah so, something like that it just feels right that of course Blofield will shoot his assistant or the guy who's helping him and then lead Bond into another place where he's about to shoot him <laughs> It's great.
4: I mean, I guess yeah. The movie is kind of banking on your uh, their feud, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: correct.
2: But 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 like Troy said, uh, it's not efficient. Like, imagine if every time a gadget malfunctioned, uh, Bond like shot Q. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
4: it's funny to think about. You're right.
1: (laughs) I would like to see that happen in a Bond movie. (laughs) M just like Q. Come in. We don't tolerate failure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, old boy. We don't tolerate failure anyway. But yeah, so Woodrow Wilson's in front of the Woodrow Wilson picture. Bond stop how does Bond stop the nuclear war exactly? Oh, he pushes a button.
0: Yeah, no, he gets the key. The key is jammed. He's trying to open it, but the thing is closing in on the on the shuttle. Then he opens the thing and presses a button and it explodes. And then the Americans are like, Welp. Problem solved. <laughs> Even though, as far as they know, the Russians were about to eat their thing, but it exploded. So, like, I would think that the simple fact that they saw in their mind like a Russian thing about to eat another shuttle,
3: yeah, you like, think that what be the enough. fuck,
0: Russia? And you would also think that Bond would relay actually Russia's not behind this. This evil criminal organization, Spectre, who held the world ransom a few years ago, uh, is actually behind this they don't think that's how, like the, yeah, the whole ticking clock makes, makes no sense
4: where the UK and America are like one organization effectively.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is interesting that they didn't get Felix Leiter involved in this mission. Actually, it is kind of no Felix because no. I get in the book why they don't do that because the book is basically Lucifer Saffin's plan. But in this movie, where it specifically impacts? Who's who's that? Uh, it, no, Who? uh, oh wait, what?
0: Oh God, future! Troy, you need to get you need to see some help because you keep saying that you've seen no time to die.
1: Blofeld's in it. Blofeld's in it. He has the scar.
4: Sure, sure, Grandpa. Let's put you back in the home.
1: Oh my God! But anyway, but yes, it is weird that Felix is not involved when American interests are like directly threatened in this movie.
4: Yeah, the grand finale of this movie is James Bond pushes a button that blows up the ship. fell pushes a button that blows up the
1: base, but everybody gets out. That's really out of the way. The button to blow up the base. I thought about that this time. Like it's in a little corner. He has to move a little rock. He had to ride the people mover all the way around. I love the people mover. Are we allowed to say no. on the podcast? Is that no. favorite attraction? Oh, it is. But no. Yeah, you'll love to believe that. <laughs>
0: anyways bond the ninjas and kissy escape the lair they're on a raft in the middle of nowhere kissy's just like
2: give me a kissy
0: (laughs) basically connor's like they'll never find us out here let's have our honeymoon and fuck on this raft immediately (laughs) a british submarine comes up and picks them up and it's it's kind of the most anticlimactic ending of the
1: movies so far. I I really like it though cuz you get M and Money Penny back and Money Penny's like I'm going to like breaking this up and it's a nice worker. Oh no, it's funny. Movie.
2: I think it's the same as all the other endings, no, they're like Yeah, all the other in endings the ocean are funny. and they fuck.
1: Well, it yeah, the, I mean his last
4: adventure Thunderball had him in, also in a raft, but it yeah. is nice to see M and Money Penny. Or should I say M and Penny?
1: Well, Dr. No is also a raft, right?
0: Thunderball, at least, like Bond is being active and he's like trying to escape and he skyhooks
1: out of there. Okay, you guys are way too hung up on the skyhook thing. This- It's pretty cute. (laughs) It was not that interesting. I like the submarine with Penny in her little hat and her little jacket. And she's like, I'm gonna go cock block James Bond. Well, (laughs) it's not even like a Spy Who Loved
0: Me or a Moonraker situation where Bond is on the job and then the British government basically try to cuck him. (laughs)
1: No, it's about the relationship between Bond and Money Penny cuz they're OTP. I don't think so, Troy. I don't I don't <laughs> I think believe You're you. reaching a little bit. Tiger Tanaka, a god among men said, "When are you going to make an honest woman out of Miss Money Penny?" He says this in the bath.
2: I think his real love is Mr. Tanaka.
0: Yes. Oh, he did say I love you. So is, is is Tiger Tanaka just like like one of those friend zone friends who's like, yeah, I'll be your wingman. I'll catch you late, but he's like secretly like pining after James Bond. <laughs> and it's actually like this really sad, like unrequited <laughs> love story. That's how I read it.
1: Tiger Tanaka calls up M and he's like, M, can you make the code word I love you? I just want to hear him say it once. Uh, Tiger, you gotta move on. He doesn't even remember going to Japan, Tiger. He doesn't even remember <laughs> Tokyo!
2: That's my ideal ending for this movie, is that he's he's on the raft, he takes Kissy's mask off, and he, it's just Mr. <laughs> Tanaka, and they passionately make loaf.
1: They say men come first over here. <laughs> let's, let's test that theory.
2: <laughs> I love you, Tiger. I love you, Bonsan.
4: And it says, and this time it says that he will return for real in.
2: On Her Majesty's Secret Service.
4: Doesn't don't
1: they change the wording a bit because the title is on "Her Majesty's Secret Service"? It's like James Bond will return on Her, on, Her on Her Majesty's Secret Service, or James Bond will be in the employ of Her Ma- like some weird like. Yeah, that. no, they do.
0: They they forgot to do the word "in." I think on purpose to make it sound yeah. like James Bond will return on Her Majesty's Secret Service, yeah. which is kind of clunky. Which which sounds like he's gonna be shagging the
2: Queen. Like he's gonna be on her.
4: He he will come again on her Majesty's Secret <laughs> on Service. On her Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Just, man. James Bond
2: will come <laughs> on her Majesty. He's like oh, I'm I'm gonna see that movie.
0: <laughs> anyway, so now we've reached the end of "You Only Live Twice." Let's get into some ratings and to pay. Start out with you, Jan.
2: This movie is incredible. I mean, <laughs> I already talked about it in length, I feel like, but um, I don't know why. I remember not liking this one as much as a kid. But this one really kind of has everything. It has lovable characters, it has great action, it has great vistas, uh, and then halfway through, it just becomes into like a weird chill movie where james bond decides he wants to be japanese and he's just leaving as <laughs> living as a japanese man for the rest of it i like it <laughs>
4: that's all that's, that's
2: assuming <laughs> that's all it's no
1: volcano base no blow james bond's just like trying well, to figure then, out then then a volcano
2: okay, base comes on and it's awesome that set is awesome yeah donald pleasance clearly doesn't want to be there but still very iconic the plot is always moving forward well, no, that's a lie. It's uh, always moving. The blood is moving forward. Yeah.
0: It's going on that people mover. It's going around exactly. and around it's, and around. It's,
2: it's going around. I'm giving it, uh, let's say, a 7.5 out of 10. I would put it uh, right below Goldfinger.
1: Ooh, okay.
2: Oh, and the toupee. Uh, the toupee, I think, is pretty good in this one. It's basically, it looks a lot like the toupee uh, from Thunderbolt. But it's got a little more movement. There's a little more going on there. You can tell that they try to make it look more like real hair. So I'm going to give it a seven or an eight. Yeah, that sounds fine. Uh, The best parts of the movie is when he's not wearing a toupee and he's looking rough and bloated. Troy, what do you think?
1: Oh, yeah. I I mean, his toupee, I would consider this the beginning of the end for the Connery toupee and possibly toupees as a whole. Um, Thunderball, we had that Lego, like, pristine round thing. With this, we got the monkey toupee when he's, like, Japanese and he looks like Davy Jones and, like, he's in the monkeys. Then we've got, I don't know, his hair just is kind of, like, cavorting weird. It's okay when he's talking to Blofeld. He looks sad when he's wearing it. I'm going to give the toupees here a six because they're basically honing in on average. And I know we've got worse to go here, but like, I'm really not wild with the toupees. In terms of the film, this is the first James Bond film, especially now that I've changed my opinion on From Russia With Love. And I would like to point out, I have seen You Only Live twice, three times now. Whoa. It is okay. It is fine. It is does not have a story, it does not have characters that have emotions because it shoots itself in the foot whenever it could have characters that have emotions.
0: Or it chops your foot off in a thing.
1: If Aki and Kissy Suzuki were one character, we could have a different discussion here, Uh, but they aren't. However, what this movie does have, especially in the second half, is imagination. And there are so many wacky things like Bond sliding down an office, Bond faking his own death, M living in a submarine, Blofeld's in a volcano, (laughs) uh, James Bond's karate chopping a plane in half, little whirligigs, and ninjas, ninjas fighting Spectre. That is why we watch James Bond. So because of that, I still had an okay time It's a shallow film. It's a messy film. It's also, I'll admit this time, the racism hit me a little more, but I don't think I'll change my rating on the whole. Much like the toupee, it's rough, but it does the job. There will be worse to come. Six out of 10, three out of five, better than Thunderball. Absolutely not. Not as good as the first three. Troy, you're wrong.
0: In fact, I thought I killed you. Aren't you dead? Well that bit went nowhere.
1: <laughs> I played Woodrow Wilson in a movie once.
4: No, you didn't.
2: <laughs> Paul stop, stop being so bitter. Paul's <laughs>
1: Paul, <stop I laughs> Paul people don't know, but Paul's recording in front of a giant picture of Woodrow Wilson <laughs> in like glasses <Lexus laughs> and a little suit. And he's like so upset that no one lets him be Woodrow
3: Wilson.
2: He, he's been Woodrow Wilson the past five Halloween
0: anyway so yeah troy i i am more or less on the same page i think this one is like the most cartoonish one out of the official james bond movies so far at times it loses the track and you're just kind of like what what the hell is going on it's part of the magic yeah well it doesn't but it doesn't quite have like the same levels like throughout of like oh here's uh underwater fight or we're uh, there's a laser there's not quite of like all those like holy shit moments but it's still it's cartoony it's fun it's a little unfocused it's a good time it's not as bad as Casino Royale I give this one a solid three out of five Connery's toupee it looks awful in this movie I hate it (laughs) I thought it was fine. He he looks looks (laughs) so. It just looks so much like a toupee. It just doesn't even look like it's combed most of the time. There is one point where the hair kind of falls, that looks like it's falling down when he's cracking the safe. And I'm like, okay, it kind of looks like real hair there. I actually prefer the wig that he wears when he has the uh, when he puts Whitey on Japanese. the Davy Jones wig. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's covering more of his head.
2: No, but uh, come on, this this toupee is better than the Goldfinger
0: one. No, I think no. the Goldfinger one is much better. The Goldfinger one is like come on, Paul. back me up. Wow, well. it looks like it's combed. It's basically like if someone was were to make like a cartoonist rendition of James Bond, it is combed in that particular way, and it looks fine. In that movie. In this, it just looks like a thing that's just sitting on his head that like has no shape or anything. Uh, 2 out of 10 for me on the wig, on the toupee. Paul, what do you think?
3: I thought it looked okay.
4: (laughs) I mean, I think the- I- the wig didn't throw it for me, but I- I was trying to be a good podcaster and I was trying to observe it more. Uh, (laughs) it's interesting in this one because they're trying to make it more natural. It gets a little more fluffed up for extended sequences, especially the back-to-back-to-back action bit um, with the dock and the car and the, you know, the rooftop and all that. The problem is when it gets a little fluffed up, you can see that, number one, that the way the top is fluffed does not match the sides. And number two, you can kind of see that there's nothing underneath. Are you
2: you talking about the plot or the wig?
4: (laughs) I'm talking about the wig. Okay, because I agree.
2: (laughs) They did try to make it look more natural.
4: Yeah, Um, but you can kind of tell tell there's nothing. It's it's, um, much like this movie. It it is kind of at odds with itself in some ways, uh, you know, continuing to refine the formula of, you know, cartooniness. It's odd. Honestly, it is a little little hard to say. I mean, I guess I was, I mean, maybe again, much like last week's film, I'm more amused on a first viewing. Who knows what the future holds. But uh, it's <laughs> got a lot of pretty spectacular stuff. It's got a lot of stuff. The film as a whole has some stuff that's pretty wonky. I will say it's kind of bizarre, you know, the second half. As opposed to, like, as we discussed, like, *Promotion with Love and Goldfinger and, and you know, perhaps Parts of Thunderball, though that's structured differently. There are, you know, at least one big chunk of a sequence that I just we're just kind of like Ew, skip you know yeah in this that is the obviously the japanese stuff but in this it's so it's so outrageous and bizarre that it's not a skip you have you can't you can't look away you know
1: that's yeah. what i'm
2: saying like even the wonky parts are so charming
1: it does hold your attention which is why i i still like it i still like this movie
2: quite a bit yeah
4: so i guess you know in terms of my pure enjoyment i guess i have to say I don't know, it's, 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 it's not Goldfinger, it's not Thunderbolt, but it's 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 maybe in the neighborhood of From Russia With Love, you know,
1: if I'm oh, being honest.
4: Wow. Um, That's where
1: I first landed on my first viewing. I eventually learned to appreciate From Russia With Love, and not just because the James Bond community held a gun to my head and said, you got to love From Russia With Love.
2: By the, by the James Bond community, you mean Jake?
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> no, come on. I'm not even like the biggest From Russia With Love. I love From Russia With Love, but... It's it's not like on that pedestal that like okay, a lot of bomb pull, fans. Okay, grab that clip.
2: I love From Russia with Love, and just loop it. <laughs> I,
0: love, I love From Rush with Love. I love From Rush with Love. I love From Rush with Love.
1: I love From Rush with Love.
4: We all need we all need to get the sound clips of us saying I love you.
1: <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> now now whenever any of us like wants to. Use emotional blackmail. We now have clips of all of us saying I love you.
4: That's how we're gonna heal once we get to a point where we can no longer continue this podcast because our friendship has been so tested yeah. by what's to come.
0: Uh but you're rating Paul and Toupe. Oh, uh,
4: Toupe like a six, but with a smile with a smiley face and a heart, you know.
0: Yes!
3: Paul's got
2: my back.
4: And the film, <laughs> okay. like, maybe a six or a seven. Whoa! With obvious okay. uh, uh, caveats, As yeah.
2: always, really. But <laughs> obvious I mean, it, it's
1: it's the James Bond series. Are you- we're, we're grading all of these on a curve. As the ratings go up, we all feel a little shame.
2: <laughs> I don't. But the <laughs> ratings are just going to go down from here. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's
4: the thing. I can't go too low because we know what's coming.
1: Speaking of Connery's toupee... Sean Connery attended the premiere of You Only Live Twice and he declared his independence from the Broccoli's and the Saltzman's by not wearing a toupee so he was bald and he had a big beard and mustache and I think he had a ponytail too even and everyone's like, what the-
4: Whoa, so he was full
1: Highlander. Yeah, he was full Highlander. And everyone's like, this isn't James Bond. We wanna see a Connery play James Bond. And yet there would be one more James Bond film released in 1967. Wait, Troy, what are you talking about? We're we're doing- For much like Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa, there is another. There is another Connery. Are you trying to steal my bit? I am the prophet of Operation Kid Brother. Oh. Also fall before it's mine. Okay, we'll do
0: Operation Kid Brother if you just shut the fuck up and we never talk about it again. Here's
4: the thing, James Bond, only lived twice in 1967. Sean Connery only lived no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, oh, what was that? Well of course you know, we're you, going you, with that you bit. Only live
0: once. What you, where's the joke? Oh my god, you've been watching Casino Royale too long, where you're like, I'm setting up a joke and there is no joke. <laughs>
4: <laughs> there there were two Conneries, two lives, two parallel two lives, souls. Same Lois Maxwell. What would happen? if they shook hands. They won't.
2: <gasps> they won't shake like hands. Like in Southland Tales?
4: Yes. But you're right, Troy, there is another, and we will face
0: it together.
3: No. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, laugh, laugh, laugh all you want. Next week we're doing an OK Connery. Anyway, <laughs> this has been You'll Only Listen Twice. Signing off. I love you. I'm Jake. I
2: love you. I'm Jen.
1: I love you from Troy Woodrow Wilson Peterson. I love you too. Nicely tight. What? What what was that? that?
3: Oh, tuck me in. I love you.